0: This is the
1: MLW Radio
2: Network. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? It's Tuesday night again. That's what the calendar says, and I am excited to be coming back into your world. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. Uh, As you know, I am sitting in for the boys, as they are still away right now, but I have friends. Believe it or not, I do. I have friends. And I have a very exciting guest coming up in the next segment. But uh, hopefully everybody's having a good week. I have a lot of things I'd like to discuss about what has happened in the last several days regarding wrestling. I'd like to talk about AEW, the explosion that didn't happen. Want to talk about super kicks getting banned. What's going on with that? And so many more things. So at this time, I'm gonna bring in very good friends of mine. First guy coming in, he's known as the Rit. He is from the cult of Beardo. Good, good buddy of mine. The next one is the man. He is the Messiah of all media. He is Anton Heidnik. And last but not least, our friendly man from the north who Keeps us all at peace with his mellow-toned and calm, soothing voice as he sips on whiskey. He is the butt. So, let's go ahead and let's bring the guys in here. Guys, welcome in this week. How's everybody doing so far?
3: Another day, another day. Doing good. Yourself?
2: So far, so good. 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 That's what I like to hear. So, as I was mentioning, um, we are in for the guys. The guys are still out. If you tuned in last week, you obviously knew a little bit more about the situation uh, than you previously did. And I I wasn't trying to hide anything. However, I was trying to show respect uh, to Mikey. He did pop on, which was um, it was a good talk. It was a good look into the world. That is Mikey Whipwreck. We will be talking about Mikey also later on the show because it is the 25th anniversary of a match between he and Cactus Jack. It was Cactus's last match. In ECW, can you believe 25 years, gentlemen, has gone by?
3: I was two.
4: (laughs) That makes me really old.
2: I was just about to say, I watched that match, so you know what? Screw you for being young and youthful.
3: You love me, and for fucking one of the youngest listeners of this show that's not related to the show, I am one of the oldest souls. I fit in.
2: This is true. Very true. Rit? What do you remember about this match? Did you uh, did you see it, or had you heard about it after the fact?
5: Uh, I really didn't watch it. Uh, I came in a little bit later with ECW, uh, but everybody's heard about it. Everybody's, you know, watched it several times, and it was, I think I, I remember more the ending of the match than the actual match, the, uh, the walk-off, you know, yes. So, well, uh, that's what I remember mostly about the show.
2: It was a very iconic uh, moment when it comes to ECW because that was a big moment. You know, you had Cactus leaving. You had Mikey in a situation where Mikey was over. um, As the beat-up guy, people started to love him. I often compare him to, if you've ever seen the movie, Rudy. Uh, the walk-on football player movie from Notre Dame. I, I always compared his character to a Rudy, um, and he never had seen the movie, so he didn't really know what I was talking about, but it was one of those things where it was a transition. I mean, Cactus was going to the WWE. He obviously would soon become the character Mankind, and I I think, you know, Christopher, you would agree, the rest is pretty much history. Once he became Mankind, he was off to the races.
4: What is? this strapped a rocket to his back. He became a superstar, and Look where he is now, and he deserved it 100%. Um,
3: you're gonna find out what it's like to have your heart broken. That line to Jim Ross, only for Mick to be Mick and for everyone to fall in love with him. I, I love that piece of the fact like that piece of the meat, that piece of information that a lot of people, you know, sweep under the rug. The fact that Vince only hired Foley, just approved to, to JR. It's not gonna matter, only for Foley to you know have five star matches with Michael's Taker etc and everyone who worked with him went he looks like a madman it works because this is a work he's, he's great and he is not get the credit he deserves the man is underrated and i actually made the comparison with you know people say that Darby is like Sting and Jeff Hardy i get it i see it uh-uh. he's like Foley and Funk the shit that he will put his body and the things that look like they extra hurt and kill you, but from all those years of smacking the concrete from a skateboard, he's like, fuck it, I got this. Darby Allen is a modern fucking Foley, a modern Terry Funk at a third well, of the size. And that's we are going to, big.
2: we are, I'm glad you brought that up because we are definitely going to be talking about Darby Allen himself as we do a rundown of what happened. On the AEW, every time I say this, what happened and what didn't happen on the AEW pay per view known as Revolution. And I feel kind of bad about that situation too, Anton, because I feel bad because, you know, I don't want everyone to just look at that pay per view and see the lack of explosion you know what i mean i don't want that to be the last indelible impression in people's minds but unfortunately rit sometimes the thing that's one of the most hyped and when it kind of fails even though it was an accident it still leaves a bad taste in people's mouths would you agree
5: uh no i'm the complete opposite of you uh i looked at the match from start to finish and my opinion the match itself was over the top it gave everybody what they wanted after the match. That's not even that technically wasn't even part of the match. In my opinion,
2: that's a good point.
5: You know, uh, the match itself was from bell to bell, you know, and it was, it was great. There was, they gave everybody what they wanted. They put their bodies on the line, you know, and my, I kind of knew that Kenny was going over because of the whole, you know, taking time off. Uh, because Renee Young's having a, you know, their child and stuff, right? But to sit there and put the whole pay per view on the back of one little mishap is ridiculous. So, I think that's a fair assessment. We're we're going
2: to get well, into this here because I don't I don't want to get into the discussion too deeply because before we go any further, pick a I want to talk about. man wow, you really want. I tell you what, Anton has, okay, you know what, we're going to pause it because we're going to throw it to you because you have talked about this since it happened and you were doing some video work for us and you said, hey, there's going to be a delay on the production. And I said, oh, okay, is everything all right? And you replied with, yeah, I just had two buzz balls. So you know what? I'm going to turn the floor to you. Tell the fine people, the listeners, how you found the buzz balls, which ones you had and what was your experience?
3: So- the I went to their website, The it said one of the local liquor stores, because I do live in a college town, had two of them. So I went to said liquor store. It opened at 8 a.m. I got off at 7 a.m., came home, had breakfast with the girlfriend, took out the dogs, did all that, then went to said liquor store. They didn't have two flavors. They had, like, seven. I didn't want to spend a large sum of money on alcohol because I quit drinking when I was, like, 22, 23. It went from being in every weekend and every concert type thing to... Moderation. Truly moderation. I will buy a bottle a couple times a year, do shots, and get nicely sedated in that or use it when I perform shows. I don't drink regularly anymore.
4: Wow, must be nice. Yeah.
3: Just, <laughs> it's no longer my thing. I also weigh 120 pounds. Like I'm I'm not that big. <laughs> so, I decided to try the Strawberry Rita one and then later on, multiple hours later, to try the fucking Lada Colada one. These are the two that I drank. I ended up laying in the fucking floor for a while going, damn, these whip my ass. I I didn't think 15% alcohol and 400 milliliters of booze was going to whip my ass because I can still line up shots. Like when I do drink, I line up three and four shots and do them back to back and just sit there and enjoy my buzz. And I can maintain for a while.
2: I I tell you what, hold on to that. Keep your buzz because... When you talk about things that kick ass, we are being joined by our guest right now. Let's go ahead and let's bring him in. Um, I, he really doesn't need any introduction. His, um, I think his resume speaks for itself. Let's go ahead and add him to the stream, Eric. How are you, buddy? It is so good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
6: I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? We
2: are awesome. great. So, I, I guess I want to start off in just kind of asking you right now, how you been during this whole pandemic situation? I know everyone's life, especially with wrestling, has been a little topsy-turvy. How have you been? How's the family been? And uh, what's life like right now?
6: Uh, the best thing about it is the family time, man. I mean, yeah. I can kick myself in the head over this Groundhog Day scrap, but, you know, just by with <laughs> the family is probably the most important thing that I've missed for so long, for so many years uh, that, you know, this last year spending as much time as I have with my family kind of makes you kind of weigh in what's really important with life, you know? So,
2: no, I I could not agree more, uh, kind of speaking about that, you know, what is it like? I know a lot of people have asked the question, what's it like when you are literally working, you know, 300 and some odd plus days a year and you aren't home that often. What is that like? I mean, is there any way that you could compare that to something that one of us nine to fivers could understand?
6: Uh, zombie mode. Like <laughs> you work the same job nine to five. because I've had those jobs and you work those jobs long enough. And it's a blur. You know, like you think back to a certain day, like nothing sticks out. Like it's just endless rhyme. And that's no different than being on the road for whatever it is. Other than it is, you know, except we don't get those weekends.
2: Right. No, absolutely. So I think it's interesting right now because tell me if you would agree with this. Free agency in wrestling, I've often used this analogy, is a lot like free agency in, in major sports. People now are following it more so, I believe, than any other time before. Do you feel like that adds another extra exciting element when – the fans know, oh, somebody's contract's coming up or somebody may be available. Do you think that adds an extra wrinkle and that makes things a little exciting to where somebody may show up?
6: I mean, yes and no, because, like, in this day and age, like, you know, then it's like, are people paying attention to wrestling to see who's coming out next? Or are people paying attention to wrestling for the stories? Like, right. Which is, like, uh, is it... And, you know, there's goods
2: and bads that come out of it, all of it. Um, I think we were all pleasantly surprised when we saw you, and it was something that I think I can speak for the for the entire panel here right now. A very emotional scene, and I, I don't want to kind of jump right into the interview, going right to that. But it it meant something to all of us, and when you came out on dynamite, um, if you don't mind sharing with us just uh, a little bit about how that all kind of came about and i can tell you right now seeing you on screen brought a tear to a lot of our eyes because that was a special moment
6: you know it's it's going to be hard to talk about for a long time um, just because he was loved by so many people and you know everyone can relate to the loss you know and in this day and age with you know the covid and you know the way it separated people you know and not having proper goodbyes, you know, in life, like that was as close to as a goodbye I could have. And, um, it's all last minute, which everything is, but like just a chance to say goodbye to me, you know, it's healing in a sense. Um, and. You know, unfortunately, I got to share those emotions with the world, but I also have to share them with people I need to share them with the most. And, you know, every day hurts and, you know, every day gets a little better at the same time. So... You know it just puts like i said everything into perspective this last year has been a whirlwind of perspective for me and i'm sure with everybody in their own lives putting together what's really important to you in your own life when you know things are taken from you things are taken away people you know there's been a, a lot of loss this year too you know and you know it just puts
2: everything into perspective No, no, well put on that one. I I think it's hard to sometimes come up with the words when this has been such a a once-in-a-lifetime situation. And I remember an interview, um, the transcripts I was reading, and someone said, if you have one true friend in pro wrestling by the time you leave, you are a very fortunate person. Would you agree with that?
4: Uh,
6: Yes, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I... I'm one of those people who likes to. Uh, I, I like to think that I'm I'm well liked too, and uh, because I like to treat people the way that they, you know, I like to treat people the way that I want to be treated, and that's just how I've always, you know, done everything in my life and. You know, some people, you know, live by the mindset and some don't. And those are the people that I don't talk to to this day. And the people that I uh, still talk to are the ones that are those meaningful relationships that last. So, you know, yes and no. But I guess it depends on your own self and what you want out of your life. Some people just want to do business and some people um, want that friendship. But as long as you're on a road with, you know, different people. You trust those people with your lives on a night-in and night-out basis. And if you're not going to gain some sort of relationship, lifelong relationship with some of those people, then something's wrong with you.
7: Good
4: point. Very good point.
6: Mr. Beard,
3: what can you tell us about your early life and growing up? What is, what's one of the earliest things you can remember about life or wrestling? What's something that you would like to tell us about a young person? Mr Redbeard versus the Redbeard that we have come to know nowadays.
6: You know when 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 you're young you're you're immature you're uh, you know you're learning in life and when you're old hey you're still immature and you're learning in life you're you're never truly happy with everything about yourself and I'm um, it, it's It sucks, you know, that uh, I got to think about, like, you know, myself from when I was a kid to myself now and when I even recognize myself, you know, or even like when I started wrestling. Like, you know, I, I think I've changed so much just as a person about not only with, with, you know, wrestling has kind of molded me into what I am, but like just like life experience and all that, you know. And it's a crazy ride, and it's one of those um, things you got to think about in your head. Like you look at yourself in the mirror, and would that person be proud of the person that you know was that kid? You know, just just in your own life. So, you know, I see one, two, three, four of you, and if you look in the mirror, would the guy five years ago, ten years ago, be proud of the guy that you are now? Well put. I know that's not really yeah. the, the answer to the question. You're no, looking that's. At. Uh, <coughs> but but <coughs> me, you know, if if I can be proud of who I am right now, then you know everyone's got goals in life, but the goals are meaningless if you if you're not happy with yourself. You know, you know everyone goes through depression and all sorts of different levels of happiness and sadness through their lives, and. You know, to me, that's normal, and sometimes it's worse, sometimes it's better. Uh, but you got to be happy with yourself,
4: man. Great point. No doubt about that.
5: Well, Eric, uh, first off, I must say that I'm glad I'm, I have the second greatest beard on the show behind yours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like when you're not on the road, you know, throwing guys around, body slamming them. What are all your big interests, like hobbies? Like, like you know, like to do when you're home.
6: Uh I mean, I, I love to spend time with the kids. You know, I, I love, I love fitness. You know, I, I love, uh, you know, I love the sauna. Like <laughs> just relax. Uh, you know, like. It sucks with COVID. Like, I loved going to concerts; it was therapeutic to me. And now it's like I gotta go out to my gym and like crank up the music to like have any kind of euphoric experience. Like, I can even like explain why I like music so much, you know? Uh, but like, you know, I, I like I like weird things. I like I like I like I like writing. I like reading. Like, I, I like my my mind to move. I like watching anything and anything under the sun, you know, they got Netflix, Amazon, go to the movie theater. Like, uh, I just, I just like to always have my brain like being like a sponge absorbing everything I can think of. I think I went on YouTube the other day. And was trying to learn how to do a, uh, a British accent. And I've only gotten <laughs> to how they say A's and how they drop the <laughs> R's. So there's like three different steps to try to do it. So like, you know, Like I said, Groundhog Day, you get bored. so why not try to learn how to do a British accent, you know?
2: So, what were your first memories of wrestling? I mean, was it something that you did watch when you were growing up, or was it something that you did not become more introduced to until you were a little bit older?
6: Wrestling was so big in the 80s, and I was born in 81, so like... I, I remember having those big rubber toys with the rings. I, I remember my parents watching the closed-circuit television before the pay-per-views. Uh, I remember not being interested because I was so little, so I'd just go play. <laughs> uh, they, they told me they took me to some wrestling show with Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon, but, like, you don't remember that stuff. Like, right. And I think it was, like, high school, like... I was like a junior senior in high school, and I, I was like ninety nine two thousand. I started watching. And I was like, I saw Tess, I saw Kane, and I was like, oh, these guys are big. They're like six six. This is cool. Like, cause I, to me, that was relatable because I was a tall kid, and you know, in high school. And so, like, that's when I started watching during that time. And then uh, went to college. My buddy in college, we, he'd always get those pay per views, and that was all around two thousand. And then I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I think I think I'm gonna quit quit college mom like i'm gonna try to become a wrestler i'm I to <laughs> it real big because you know, uh so like my i'm junior year you know I, I i made a deal where i go to community college and i, I quit college basically and, uh, uh, trying to become a professional wrestler you know which you know a mother wants to hear no probably not probably not Plus, I had to get a job, so you know I worked at the Gentleman's Club, which you know it just stacked things that my mom didn't. Particularly,
2: I, I was gonna say I'm sure that did not go over. I probably went over like a fart in church. I mean, man, I'm gonna be a wrestler, and by the way, mom, I'm a bouncer now. Wow. Yeah. So you know you were introduced to it at an early age. I think you and I are very similar in age. Um, I am 39 as well. Um, when it came to wrestling and, and getting to know, you know, the business, who was the first person that you even were introduced to or that you even had your very first conversation with?
6: Uh, when I had interest in doing it and it's so weird to think of now, cause like I went to a buck zoom off show and he is nowadays the most piece of garbage person you can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I went to a bar and I paid me and my buddy paid money to go into the ring and wrestle in some cage match with no experience. Like it was a lawsuit liability. And that was my first experience in a wrestling ring was at one of his shows, just paying money in college as a fan and just taking bumps, not knowing what we're doing. I'm surprised we didn't get paralyzed. Like, the stuff we were doing. Uh it was after that I went and we went to a different show, which was night and day from this show. And I wonder why. Uh <laughs> but uh we went to a Eddie Sharkey Terry Fox show and on that show was uh I remember specifically Jerry Lynn who was the the WWF cruiserweight champion at the time. Yes. Fulfilling fulfilling some dates. And he was working another big guy in Minnesota named Mitch Paradise. And I remember watching that match and my eyes just getting really big and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I remember having a chat with them and I talked about training to be a wrestler and when I quit, you know, college, I didn't end up going to him right away. I went to a different guy. Um, got named Sheriff and Shifty. But when they weren't paying me to wrestle on their shows uh, and not taking off money that I owed for my... Uh, you know, my training. Right. Uh Terry Fox and Eddie Sharkey said, Hey, come train with us for free and we'll pay you to work our shows. Oh wow. That's kind of how that all came about.
2: That's a that's a pretty sweet situation right there, you know.
6: And the only picture I ever took with the wrestler was Jerry Lynn at that show. I probably lost the Polaroid, but uh yeah. I like to say that Jerry's probably the reason I got into the business, which is kinda of weird. Wow. Yeah. Fucking
1: awesome,
4: uh Eric, if you don't mind, what is in the water in Minnesota that so many amazing wrestlers get cranked out? What is it? Is it just the way it is there? It breeds big, tough dudes. What's the deal, bud?
6: You got you to gotta remember Minnesota has a lot of... uh Got a lot of big people from uh, that immigrated from uh, Norway and Sweden, so uh, you can thank uh, ancestry and genes for half of it. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know the AWA had was a big hotbed in Minneapolis for a long time. So you know when you think about wrestlers that came through here or lived here trying to make a living, like you come back and a lot of it has a Minnesota connection.
4: The, the list of guys that have come out of Minnesota is ridiculous. Like, the list is as long as I am tall. It's, no. it's fantastic. right? And it's just, I don't know, it's just whenever you look it up, there's a ton of studs that came out of there. Big names, absolute superstars, yourself included, of course. It's just impressive.
2: Was there anybody you would say, Eric, that you kind of emulated or that you, you looked at their style being a big, a big guy and said, you know what? I can see myself working like this person, or I see myself being kind of like that person. Was there anybody in, in your mind early on when you started out, that was kind of like, ah, that's, that's what I'm going to be like.
6: Um, Obviously, like I said, Kane, Test. And um, believe it or not, Baron Von Roshky. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then I actually, I started watching stuff with uh, Nikita Koloff. So like, it was just kind of a mix of like everything. I always joked when I came up in the Indies that I'd be much better off if I was, you know, born in the seventies or sixties. Mm-hmm.
7: Wrestling
2: is and one I'm of these her. things. One of these things that, you know, you kind of touched upon it. It it can inspire you. can be something that kind of fires you up. You mentioned how, you know, you wanted to drop out of college. You decided to tell your folks that you were going to go ahead and do this and pursue this. So when you did kind of get to that next stage, you know, you had met some of these individuals and some of them you decided not so savory. You did meet Jerry Lynn. What was the best advice that somebody gave a young red beard? Hey, kid, I want you to remember this. Was there anything that anyone ever said to you that to this day, through all the trials and tribulations, all the incredible moments, you still remember their advice?
6: um I don't think it's any particular individual. um I think it's uh willingness to listen to advice and will- willingness to try to change it. And if it doesn't work in your head, then don't do it. But at least try to do it like be open to criticism and I think you know I've always been open to criticism among my peers. I never I never gave a shit about you know the fans that watched and what their criticism of me was because all I wanted was respect of you know your fellow peers in the business. To me that's all that ever mattered. So to me I always wanted to improve but I wanted to improve for myself and the only way to do that is to be open to different ideas, because wrestling, you know, along with so many different other you know occupations, you have to be open to learning more, because nobody knows it all. And the minute somebody is 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 that arrogant and egotistical to say they are, then either one, they're not going to have many friends, or 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 two, they're just going to plateau and just be a miserable person.
2: Yeah, well said. Yeah. Um. Did you ever think, and I mean, I know this is kind of jumping the gun here and with our timeline, would you ever think that where you are today, because I, I know you kind of talked about the person you were five years ago to the person you are today, and you kind of posed the same question to us. Would you have ever imagined the guy who decided to drop out of college hanging out with his buddies would have reached the level that you have reached? And if so, um, what gave you that indication that you felt like you know what, I, I do think that I'm going to be in this long term.
6: Uh, to, to me, yes. I I knew I was going to make it. Because I wanted it. And I did everything in my power to make it happen. Now, this, this goes for so many different things. And so many different things in your life that you want. You can say you want it. Over and over again. But are you doing the work? Are you, like for wrestling, are you... Watching tapes? Are you trying to be open to criticism, getting better? Are you open to uh, um, you know you, you can't pay the bills? Are you open to living in your car? Like there's so many different things that hoops you got to go through. Um, are you, you? To me, it was it was never a chance of will I make it? It's 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 just it's going to take a while because I think I started in 02 when I started training. I think my first match was 03, and uh, I went to Japan in 07 for a short little stint. And during that time, I was like, oh, this is a good break. But then I was a single father. I come back. I can't move to Harley's and continue that relationship with with Japan. I have to be a dad in Minnesota. But the whole time, I'm thinking about supporting my kid. I'm also wrestling on the weekends saying, I still want to do this. I still want to make it like I could have easily just gave up and just kept working my nine to five, but you know, by will and trying to push forward and persevere and sending in tapes and putting up with rejections not hearing anything back, doing other things, like I did a reality show in the meantime, like I always kept pushing towards a certain goal. And even when I was, when I got signed, like, I gave myself, like, five months before I was going to quit, but then we got we got put up on the road. So, like, in my head, I was going to give up, and it just worked out. So, like, now, like, I have goals outside of wrestling as well, and to me, I'm going to make it. it. It's because I'm going to put in the work, I'm going to do what I want to make that happen. But I also have goals still in wrestling. So now it's, a, it, I feel like I'm going back in time where I'm, I'm 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 wrestling, but I still have a different goal in mind on top of the wrestling. But I also have goals with wrestling, so it's like I'm trying to reach two peaks at once. You know, it's like climbing two sides of a mountain and trying to get top of both. So when you when you say, you know, that I feel like I wasn't ever gonna make it, like. No, I never felt like I wasn't going to because I am a very dedicated person. And when I put my mind to something, I give it 115%. Like, And I think in life, you have to be like that. You have to teach your kids that. You can't give up.
3: Well said. Very well said.
4: Fantastic attitude, for sure.
3: You, I got to ask about the reality show because you mentioned it. You, you, min- you mentioned the reality show, so I have to ask about that. But other than that, before wrestling, I know you're obsessed with music. Did you think about being in a band, fronting a band, etc.? What did you want to do other than wrestling before you were like, fuck it, that's it, because obviously college was not it. But you caught my interest with your reality show first. I, I have to start there.
6: Start? Where, where do you want me to start?
3: The reality show. Ha- what reality oh. show... <laughs>
6: So, uh, I have a Norwegian roots and listening to the radio one day. And they were looking for people that have never been to their country that they were born in, or not born in, but they'd never been to the country that their family emigrated from. And it was like an amazing race type show. They had auditions based on personality and who you were. And, you know, I figured what the heck free trip to Norway and get to live there for three months. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Well, get an option to win all these, you know, prizes and meet your actual, you know, descended family. Uh, So like, that was an amazing experience. It was like, uh, I did that auditions and they wanted me. Like I got to just be myself and it was, it was, it was awesome, man. You know, like, who, who gets to get a all expense paid trip to, to Norway? I lived there for three months. Like it was awesome. On the downside, I had no contact to any family. Could I could only email, so I had to leave my son. But you know, opportunities. You know, but that that was that, that was a cool moment. Which kind of translates to my coolest moment in wrestling was when we went to Norway um, about a year and a half, two years ago. Like two years ago, uh, WWE went to Norway for the first time ever, and I got to be on that card with I think it was me and Brian had the belts at that time. So like, we were heels, but he was a heel. But because of that show, I was the yeah. biggest babyface in the building. So wow, oh, yeah. it was a it was a very yeah. fun experience. You know, to go back and.
3: Does it exist on the internet? Can we try to find this?
6: The TV show? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's clips. It's called Alt for Norge.
3: Okay. I'm going to look this up after we get off here, because
6: I'm curious. Fuck curious. I think my beard's like... My my beard's like... (laughs) Very, very small. Do you look like Freeland? Do you look like Freeland? It's like Freeland's, but smaller.
4: And hey, uh,
2: hey, at least somebody made <laughs> reference to the fact that I have facial hair. I appreciate that. I am not in the league of the rest of you. I understand that. But, um, man, that isn't – pr- okay, so let's talk about beards for a hot second here. That thing is majestic. It is luscious. I mean I am completely enamored with that. A, part, part, part. two parts to this question. <laughs> How long does it take you to grow a beard like that? In part two, what is the maintenance to take care of a beard like that?
6: I don't do much maintenance. So like, you know, besides like oils and combing and a lot of it falls out. So uh, I'm very curious to see what happens when I have to shave it. Like, is it going to grow back? I I don't know.
2: Are you open to at some point in time, um, if uh, powers that be, will say want you to, or I think this is so much of who you are, personality-wise, I wouldn't want to see you have to get rid of it. What's your thoughts?
6: Um, I've been getting into acting as well, and if the right role comes, I will make a double shot out of it, and I will make a storyline with some sort of wrestling company to lose it. While well, you know, for, for whatever role I have to. So why not, you know, double dip, right? Uh, but you know, my wife does not want me to, to lose it. She's afraid it won't grow back. She doesn't know what's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, I don't want to shave it, but I do have nightmares sometimes where I wake up and it's gone. I don't know Really, if you really have, have nightmares of the beard just disappearing. I had some close calls. You know, I had a grilling accident once uh, when I was on the road with WWE. Yeah, I had a grilling accident. When you smell all the hair, it kind of scares the, 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 the shit out of you.
2: I can imagine that sounds absolutely unpleasant.
6: A nice fire fireball to the face while it's growing. <laughs> like, don't don't stick your head into the into the charcoal grill. That's all I gotta say.
5: Wow! Yep. I had the exact same thing, but I saved the beard, but the eyebrows were gone. Oh,
3: hey! So, wow. on the note of all of this. This part of my mustache for the last like five years doesn't grow in until recently because I was smoking a bowl in the middle of a mosh pit at a concert and singed out this part of my fucking mustache beard because I'm short. I'm five five. So I smoke, you know, smoke cigarettes and smoke bowls, joints, whatever, in a concert because I'm short. I can hide behind my tall friends and security doesn't find me. Downside to that is you'll send your fucking face hair.
6: And what concert was this?
3: Um, one time was a twisted show. One time was a tech nine show, uh, stone sour. I didn't burn my face. I just got really drunk. Um, I I see all kinds of things. I've also seen Steve Miller. I've seen George Clinton twice, Seen MC hammer and vanilla ice. I used to festival hop a lot. So I've seen all kinds of things. I've also seen Slayer play at the grand Ole opry in Nashville. It's called the war Memorial nowadays, but I got to see Slayer at the grand Ole opry. My other question earlier was, what did you want to do other than wrestling? Before you decided, fuck college, I'm going to wrestle, etc. did you think about fronting a band? I know you're obsessed with music. I have a degree in music production from the L.A. Recording School. That's how I linked up with all these guys is just random music stuff. I, I'm with you on I love music. Music moves my soul more than anything, and not just one type of music. Music. Tom Waits, Slayer, Metallica, it doesn't matter. If it's got a good groove, I like it. Everything from Mike Posner to Tech9. I, I really, I do not care. <laughs> if it's good, it's good.
6: Well, believe it or not, I wanted to get into law enforcement, and I'm so really? glad I didn't. I'm, I'm glad you didn't as well. <laughs> I think
2: crime in your neighborhood would have been an all-time yeah, low, my friend, you. because I don't think anyone would have uh, have seen you in a badge and thought. I feel kind of gutsy, even though I got a few drinks in there.
6: You know, it's funny because I I worked at the Gentleman's Club. I worked at uh, um, a casino doing security. I worked at a a, a, um, prison, you know, doing corrections. I worked at the the county doing security, too. And when I was on shift, there was barely ever any problems. And most of those problems were talking down nicely because i'm a a, a very personable guy uh but i did notice in the prisons that just off the look of me and at that time i had to have a mustache so I, i looked ridiculous you know bald head mustache uh i did i did notice that it's uh it's 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 not easy to be personable all the time oh i would agree with that I would completely agree with that because some people just uh, don't want to uh, be talked to. And by talk to it, it's just like this I'm talking with you. Like I'm not talking at you, but uh, some people just think they're always being talked at. And uh, I found that more happened at the prison, but I never understood
7: that.
4: Probably a little bit of a different mindset. I'm in, I'm from Kingston, Ontario, and we're surrounded by penitentiaries here. There's like seven of them within 20 miles of my house. So,
2: Christopher, find a new place to live.
4: Well, that's my... oh, shit. they're all on the other side of the bars. I'm good, still, still. Oh, it's
3: not a like me, you know, you aren't in possession of paraphernalia and marijuana, narcotics, and such, but
4: no. Look, just a quick question, flipping through your, your Twitter, Eric, I see a couple uh, Minnesota hockey videos you got there. Nick Foligno filling that young fella in and whatnot. I assume Minnesota would be your favorite hockey team, the Wild, or no? How do you feel yep. about the Dallas Stars, and why are the Toronto Maple Leafs the best in the league? Just out of curiosity. <laughs>
6: You know, I, I, I like the Dallas Stars only because they used to be the North Stars. I mean...
4: Mm-hmm. That's
7: but, right. uh,
6: you know, I, I love going to hockey in person. I hate watching it on TV. So if you ask me, like, do I keep up with, with, with who's playing and, you know, what's the scores and who's in the lead? No. I, I just love going to the games, man. I love the the ambience of being at a game. Oh, it's definitely a
4: it's different, no doubt about that. I mean, when you're there live, like, I've seen a fair number of games, obviously. But when I mean, you see it live, it's fantastic. On TV, it's okay. These days, it's kind of whole home with no fans, like everything is in the world. But I get where you're coming from, for sure.
5: Well, Eric, uh, I hate to be the bearer to, to break it, but I, I have a wrestling question myself here. Uh NXT with the Wyatt family. Like when they put you guys together, how long did it take you guys to sit there and like gel not only out in the ring, but you know, backstage on the road together?
6: I mean, it it it, it took a it took a while. But like the the thing is like if, if you watch like our debut on the main roster, like just visually. And the, the way it all came together, like, you know, you can't really create that. Like that just happened. You can't really, that was not something we just planned. Like it just happened to all look, look and the presentation just came together. Like, you know, we never told what, what each other, what to wear or like all that crap. Like it just all came together from all of our different ideas of what we wanted to be and what we want it to look like.
5: And, and then how, uh, like, backstage and on the road, like, did you guys, like, travel together? You guys, like, you know, had the same interest in everything?
6: Uh, in the beginning, we all traveled together. And then we all got along a lot better when we stopped traveling together.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. I think this is a kind of a popular question to ask. And I just want to get your take on it real quick. Uh, the landscape of wrestling. What is your take on it right now? Um, what's your sentiments as far as where everything is in regarding to, obviously, AEW, Japan, as you mentioned before, uh, Impact Wrestling, NWA. Um, what's your take on it? Do you think that it's it's coming back again? We're going to get another resurgence of, of what we had many, many years ago. What's your thoughts?
6: You know, it's the same people watching all the products. We're not gaining new people. And that's the problem. Like, like, uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome. There's, there's a huge set, oversaturation of the wrestling product right now. Like, there's AEW, there's Impact, there's ROH, there's New Japan, you know, there's all the smaller Japanese promotions, there's the Lucia Libra promotions, AAA, Uh, There's so many wrestling products to watch and it's all the same people watching that product. And there's so many wrestlers, so many. So what makes certain people stand out? (laughs) Like everyone's fighting for time still, like it's, it's, it's tough. And like when you talk resurgence, it's like, who's watching and how right. do you gain, how do you gain viewers? Like I see people trying to, I saw WWE trying to do the bad money stuff. I see, uh, AEW trying to, to, to bring in uh Shaq and it's, is that really going to tilt the needle? Because Bad Bunny has how many people following him on on Twitter? Right, up oh, like just like millions. Yeah, I also want to point. So, that so when he's on to... Raw, can he not tilt it a little bit like in viewership? It's yeah. and it's it's not a knock on him at all. It's just like I know they're trying to do things to like get more mainstream, but is it working? And like this is for all the companies. Like they want to expand their audience and. I want there to be a research and I want people to appreciate wrestling and I don't know what the the problem is, you know?
2: Do you think that, I mean, you did mention oversaturation is definitely one thing shows being three hours long um, is another thing, but the fact that, you know, there's only so much room, You know, whether it's a baseball roster, whether it's a hockey roster or anything like that, there's only so many spots. And when everybody's competing and nipping at each other's heels for those five or six top spots, there's going to be a lot of people who are very talented who are unfortunately just not going to get the opportunity. Um, Do you feel the competitiveness when you're in a wrestling company that it's friendly? Or do you feel like it is, wow, it's a lot... uh, a lot nastier in some regard than I had ever imagined it to be.
6: It's, 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 it's hard because like, it's like in wrestling, you never thought you'd complain, you know, you're doing your dream job. Like, shut up. Like, this is what you want to do. And, you know, like people would complain. I would complain, like not to certain people just at my household in my head. Like, like I think, uh, you get lost too, like when things are going good in your head and you feel like you're getting a shot. You don't think about what other people are doing. You think about what you're doing and what, what, what you're portraying. You don't think about all the, the politics stuff. And when you're given a chance to shine, you, you take that opportunity to do the best you can with it. But then when things are going bad creatively, you complain at home. You're not, you're not happy to go out there, but you're on the television. Like, but you're also doing your job like right. I think I was reminded this year that my my spider died a year ago and like to, to go from a um, a run with Roman and you know a match with Seth to like carrying spider around that's not what I wanted to do you know professionally but it was my job yeah and I Got had a lot of attention I had to do the best I can with what they gave me And that's so many people have that. So like, when you think about it being competitive, it's like, you don't think about it that way because you're just doing your job and you, you hope you get opportunities and I think that's everybody up there and everybody everywhere. They want to do the best they can to portray themselves. And I'm sure certain companies give you more freedoms to do that. But at the end of the day, you still have to do your job. Yeah everybody wants to be world champ. Everybody wants to have the mic, you know. But you can't have a whole show of everybody talking on the mic. You can't have a whole show of everybody winning. Like, there has to be stories. There has, but then again, do people want to watch stories? Or do they just want to watch amazing matches? That's another thing that, that I never understood about wrestling. Because when I watched wrestling in 99 and got really into it again. I never watched a match and was like, Oh wow, that was such a good match. Like I was a man, they, they beat the shit out of each other. That was awesome. Like I didn't know who was going to win. I never stopped and said, Hey, this match is like a, a two star. This match was a five star. Oh man, he, that guy's the drizzling shits. I never thought that when I watched wrestling. So like nowadays. The, the most vocal part of the audience that most wrestling companies listen to are fans that are on Twitter, fans that are on social media. They're a small percentage of the actual wrestling fan. Most fans don't go on Twitter and talk about the show after, you know? And to me, I never understood why we got so hung up when this happened, where this match was a four star, this match was a five star, this guy's work great sucks. Man, this guy's a Im- phenomenal mic worker, but he's drizzling shits when he gets in the ring. I never understood when this happened. And then I started to wonder, is this part of the reason for the downfall of viewership and wrestling? I don't know.
2: That every, some, everybody now somehow has drifted away from just having a good time like you did. And now everybody sees themselves as an analyst. If you will. Everyone seems to think that they're in the know.
6: When Um, you guys, when you guys watch a show on television, Mm -hmm. any show, sure. Let's say uh, I'm trying to think of something that's, that's popular right now. Like the Cobra Kai thing. very popular.
7: Mm -hmm.
6: Do you watch the show and think that the, the sensei, you know, is our LaRusso. Like, man, there's a double turn. He's, he's the shits. Like you guys think like, oh, that fight scene choreographed like shit. No. Are you yeah. guys lost in the moment having a good time just I watching the show? I enjoy it. I really So do why enjoy is it? wrestling think... not like that?
3: I don't um know. I-, I really don't know. I know my mom watched wrestling from her entire childhood, born in nineteen seventy until like 01, when it became super soap opery and Austin got hurt and was doing a lot less and turned heel. That's when my mom personally quit watching and we quit watching as a family, but I still watched. And the last year, the COVID era, is the longest time in my entire life, not just as an adult, but my entire life, other than when I was grounded as a child here and there, that I've ever gone without actively watching wrestling, whether it was streaming it on Hulu, the network, whatever. The only time I actually watch wrestling is AEW because I can't stream it anywhere. I turn on my cable to watch it. Other than that, I just i keep up with it on the internet. I let a lot of it slide on your comment about our smart fans, why things are going down. I think that's always existed, but because of Twitter being how it is, we are able to be a lot more vocal about it. But, eh. eh, I really, I don't have these answers, just like y'all don't. I wonder these same things. Thanks to AEW, I got lapsed 20-year fans, my buddies who live in California, him, his girlfriend, and his dad, who haven't watched wrestling in 20-plus years, to come back into it. My buddy's my age. His girlfriend's my age. His dad's 60-something and retired from the Marines. All three of them are sucked back into wrestling again because there was something new. I, I don't have these answers, but I'm curious, too. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Christopher, What are you? what's your take on this?
4: Um. Well, I was going to go a different way. Um, now I'm, I'm on the spot and I feel like an asshole because I had something else <laughs> on my mind. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mike. Um, so I'm going to go completely offside. I've been reading. Uh, Jersey Devil put up a great question. Yes. Um, How did the pairing with Daniel Bryant come about, Eric? And what are some of the things you learned or took away from teaming up with him?
6: Uh, so I was coming back. I got injured at a SummerSlam, like uh, when I was with the Bludgeon Brothers. And we were supposed to give the belts up the next day anyway. Um. So when I got hurt, like, over halfway through the match, I knew I tore my bicep. Finished the match. I basically, I I, I tell Brody that, man, I'll, I'll see you in, you know, five months, you know, because I got out of the bicep surgery. Because I tore my other bicep. Except from the other one I had torn, you know, like, maybe like three, four years ago. So I tore the opposite one. And, you know, you know immediately when you tear, tear some sort of muscle and, you know, so I said, I'll see you. And then in the back, of them said, they say it's a Sunday. And it's like, hey, can you wrestle on Tuesday and lose the belts? We promise we won't make you do much. We'll protect you. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was like, okay, okay. Fast forward, you know, I end up wrestling the whole match. It was a great match with uh, the New Day. Like it was a false gone anywhere match where we lost the belts. So a lot of fun. But if you watch the match back, I did everything that you know like my arm's not broken and shit, you know and uh then i leave have the surgery they end up not even using him for the whole time i was gone which was absurd but it's just the way it was you know and then it gets time to come back and i'm just like okay this is great well he hasn't been doing anything you know i'll do something and i get back i get cleared and then I'm brought into an office, and I'm told, "Oh, you're gonna come out with Daniel now." It's like, like just kind of like out of left field. First thing I do is I, I called up Brody, and I was like, "Hey, man, I did not choose this. This is what they want me to do. Are you cool with this? Because if he wasn't cool with it, I wasn't gonna do it. It was like that's just cheap. There's so much cheap backstage, you know, pushes and like I remember one guy was in a tag team with somebody and. He went back behind his back and was like always like, hey, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna pitch this. And he's always pitching stuff behind his back. It's just like that's just not cool, you know? And me, I'm the kind of guy like I want you to know this like wasn't my idea. And so that's kind of how it all came about, like just kinda like out of left field. Uh and you know, it it was it was great to like work with him and be around him, you know. Uh because you always pick up little things and learn different things and he was I'd never been protected in the business like as far as like being a big guy because I was always working with big guys and uh or like they would always try to protect another guy who was just as big so like I you know I remember when I worked with Braun they'd want me to always do the falls because Braun was the big guy you know when we're the same height I, I, I weigh 330 I think on and on WWE they said I was like three fifteen all the time, and I was always like 20, 20 pounds heavier, which was always weird to me. Like while they would downsize my my weight and height. Uh, but uh, it was it was it was refreshing to work for somebody that actually had your back and protected you like like he did and Brody did, you know. So it was very interesting to uh, just work with that and then what came out of that and because I remember when it started that they said they wanted to not just have me in the background, but have me have have personality and, you know, be me and build me up and that was the whole point of it. So I was, I was game for it because I just didn't want to go back to just being, you know, a a bodyguard It's kind of like, just kind of like a step back when you want to pursue stuff in your career. And it ended up being that bodyguard position for a while. You know, not letting me talk, do stuff like that, which was why it was really fun when that Roman angle came out because then it, I got to talk about all the stuff that frustrated me about being there, and all that stuff was real. And so that was fun to get out of my shell and talk like about things that bothered me, in, in a way that fit the character I wanted to portray, because I was always a big fan of like. Watching, you know, like the, the the true crime documentaries where the guy would be in a prison cell and he would be looking at you, you know, he yeah, had being interviewed about why he did this horrible thing, and like those interviews, if you look at those people in the eyes, they're scary as hell because they're a little off, they're a little nuts, and like that was fun to like look into a character like that, but like it never really got to get going to the way I wanted it to go because. When all that ended and I was taken away from Daniel, then I finished that run with Roman and they brought, you know, Brody back to do the take stuff. Then they switched to some shows and they were like, Okay, here's the cage. Oh don't don't talk though. We'll tell you what it is some other time. So very frustrating, but you know, it was it was very fun to go through all that stuff with Daniel and you know, you always learn from everybody you work
4: with. You bring up a, a little bit of the, the backstage uh, nonsense, you want to call it, just the politicking and the the squabbling and the going behind one another's back. Is it truly as bad as what you read on some of the dirt sheets? Like some guys just seem like absolute scumbags who stab each other in the back just for shits and giggles. Or is it just kind of played up a little bit, do you think?
6: It wasn't as bad when I when I left, but like you know, there was there was a lot of competition in the beginning when we got up there in two thousand fourteen. Just really different world. I think it's more corporate world in a sense.
2: To kind of bring it back real quick before I'm going to throw to the RIT. I guess just personally for me to answer a question that you had posed to us about at what point did people start to check out and I'm paraphrasing, but I think the soap opera, soap opera stuff kind of became a little much, if that makes sense. I think that sometimes it became, even though you're going to suspend disbelief, right? And that's the phrase we always hear. I think the difficulty came when you start seeing things and you're like, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. Like, I think we're getting way too movie-esque and we're not really doing what wrestling is supposed to be, if there is such a thing. If that if that answer makes sense to you.
6: So are you, are you a fan of cinematic matches?
2: No. I'm not a fan of cinematic matches whatsoever. Um, No offense to anyone who participates in them. Um, I understand uh, the physical constraints um, that probably go into it. I'm not. Um, I believe it should happen within the ring or it should happen on camera. The the cinematic aspect of it just takes me out of it. What is your thoughts on that? Because we just watched one this past weekend, and I'm going to tell you right now, Eric, I went ahead and I got something to eat, and I waited until the guys got back in the ring. And the commentary over top of a cinematic match? Now I'm going to sound like one of those people, okay? I'm going to sound like a PTA mom right now. What was that? Let let the NAT sound just do its thing. You know what I mean? I just don't think we need to talk over top of it. But once again, I'm off my soapbox. The floor is yours. Cinematic matches, what is your take?
6: I think, honestly, the only one I saw was uh, the Swamp Match, and that was it.
2: Well, then you saw the best one and you, that's where they should retire it.
6: I didn't even like it. So,
2: well, I mean, out of all of them, that was probably the most well done, but I, it's god, wrestling is in the ring, man, or it's a fighter. It's something. I think the minute you start doing these things and Vince even said it himself in beyond the mat, if you're familiar with, with that movie, I'm obsessed with it. Um, you know he's at his desk and he gives the ha ha laugh and he swi- swishes his his bottle of water. People stick around to see what we really do. And I thought I make movie, we make movies. And at that point, right then and there, for me at least personally, I was I was like, eh, I'm not I'm not for that answer. So what's your thought on that?
6: Uh, see, I really liked the the hardcore matches back in the, you know, 99, 2000, I like that belt, you know, remember I, I pitched before I, before, uh, during COVID, like after I was the spider thing, I pitched an idea for the 24 seven belt for me to get, but me to get it under the pre of it becoming like a, a hardcore isk belt. Right. Put duct tape on it, rename it myself. To kind of like cope with the loss of whatever that crazy-ass storyline <laughs> uh but uh I remember I'd go on a rampage where I would just meet the crap out of people backstage for week after week until somebody with authority comes and says hey man stop stop doing that like and I thought it was funny about how funny it would be to, to him be threatened with getting fired or something and then uh, beating the crap out of somebody the next week, like, I don't give a shit. But then the guy comes up and he's, like, he's going to do something, but I bring a rest and just pin the guy who happens to be a 24-7 champ and then skip the belt. And, I'll, and I'm saying, I'm going to keep doing it every week because the guy can't do anything about it. Right. And
4: whoever they yeah. want to
6: get over, eventually he challenges me to a match that has rules in it, and then he wins. I mean, a bad heel that can just keep cheating to win but cheating legally right and then the baby face can only beat me if he follows the rules i thought that'd be an interesting storyline and get everybody over but i was told uh they had big plans for riddick moss and then i think i watched a few weeks later and gronk won so
4: oh geez yeah. but oh.
6: you know wrestling's wrestling Brilliant. but uh yeah. i was always a big fan of that hardcore belt And like the backstage shenanigans of of people just wailing on each other. Oh, yeah. I was always a fan of of the APA and their backstage shenanigans, just drinking beers and, you know, having fun. Like, I always joked uh, about, you know, how funny would it be due to the constraints of booking if Stone Cold always lost, right? He was still Stone Cold. He would the creativity to become Stone Cold Steve Austin. And every time he lost, he'd have a sympathy beer. Would the, would the fans really get it behind it? <laughs> I always joked about that. It's like, would he get himself over, or would he have to have a little help, a little nudge? I always wondered that. I think it would have worked.
0: Would it? I, uh, I,
3: <laughs> weirder does she have gotten over?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it very well could, in my opinion, because I think it's the person, Eric. I, I think if the person is dedicated, like you said before, and they have the connection with the audience, they can make it happen.
6: Now, lighting people on fire. To, you have to get that TV time. though.
2: You do. Do you find like a lot of people fight for that? We'll, we'll come up and say, hey, you know, wait, hold on a second. You got me for a minute and a half. You know can can you speak openly to the to the agents and go what 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 the hell is this what the hell is this this is what I get
6: yeah and then you can say i'm sorry We talked to them this is what it's going to be like it's it's amazing like what some people have to do and you know some people refuse some people just walk away some of those people still have jobs though uh but like you think about like people they don't use it's like you know Bo Dallas still has a job but why is he not being used? Why is he, he did, had a good run with NXT, and it's like why don't they give him a few minutes? You know, Apollo Crews wasn't used for how long, and then all of a sudden they started using him. You know, and now they're finally letting him talk. And it's 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 just funny. Like these people, they just sit on forever. It's like you know they've let Ricochet talk like a few times, and then but. How much of that was scripted? How much did he feel comfortable doing? Would he do better if he was more just himself?
7: Jerry Lynn!
6: Hold that thought. Hold that thought, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry! Jerry.
2: What is going on? We got ourselves Mr. Jerry Lynn in the bed.
0: Yeah, I was turning in early tonight.
2: Jerry, you turn in early every night, my friend. I
0: try to, but when I'm on the road. You know, sometimes we're leaving the building at 2 3 in the morning. So, hey, it's 4 30 p.m. somewhere, Jerry. That's right. You know, uh, like Jimmy Buffett says, it's five o'clock somewhere.
2: Well, Jerry, we have somebody who has uh, who's talked you up, and uh, oh, I am oh, going to oh, let no. you guys chat and reminisce. Uh, oh, God, the, the whole bed thing still gets me. But... I'm
0: sorry. I was crashed and I saw your message. But, all right. Any chance I could say that? I'll take advantage.
2: So Eric was talking about He got to meet you when you were the cruiserweight champion or the light heavyweight champion, the WWF and yeah. And, uh, tell you, you want to kind of go down memory lane here, Jerry, or Uh,
0: Eric's going to (laughs) have
2: (laughs) you
6: were, you were working in, uh, I think a VFW or an armory in St. Cloud, Minnesota, oh, uh, versus Big Mitch Paradise. Oh
0: yes, Mitch! I uh, what a great guy and a boy. He's a monster too, but he still is. I, yeah, I, I,
6: like he's he's one of my best friends, and I and like he's still like he's got his whole gym set up and wow lifts every day.
0: Well, tell him I said hi. I love Mitch.
6: Oh, I will. I was telling these gentlemen that uh, you were the one and only person I ever paid for a Polaroid with in wrestling. What? You're actually the only person I ever posed paid to pose for a picture with.
0: Wow, I'm honored. Wow, okay.
6: just just another mark. That's what I. am.
0: Sure, it wasn't to show how much bigger you are,
6: because <laughs> I was standing. <laughs> for... <laughs> Even back then. I like I like to say I was going through my fat stage, so like I looked really big at that time.
0: Right. <laughs> Did you tell these guys about meeting my daughter, my oldest
6: daughter. Oh, and I was at a, um, a Dick's Dix uh, like restaurant,
0: Dick's you know, last resort or something,
6: at the Mall of America. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the, the where the waiters and waitresses just berate you and make fun of yeah, you. Yeah, they're dicks. Yes, they're just dicks. Yeah, yeah, yep.
0: and that, uh, that was the daughter there. Told me she was one of their top sellers, and I said, Wow, I said, I think you finally found your calling to be a dick. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. Wow, go ahead, Eric. Wow,
6: I can't get over him laying in the bed like it's a Val Venus, yeah. <laughs>
2: Eric, I have to tell you, when it's the three of us, me, Mikey and Jerry, it's and I, I've become comfortable with it at this point. <laughs> we, we all agree we're going to start the show. OK, so here I am at the table. Mikey's at his desk and Jerry somehow finds a futon, a bed, whatever you want to call it. And he just he props himself up and I. I'm not surprised. He's not wearing a shirt. So, Eric, I'm not sure if any interactions you've had with him have been shirtless, but it's a regular occurrence <laughs> on this show.
6: <laughs> you know, I think it's just showing off the, the traps, you know, just, has got to show he's still got it or something, you
0: know. Oh, no. I, hey, uh, today, oh, Lord. Oh, wow. Oh, boy.
6: There
3: you go. There you go. Well, I, today I, at
0: the hotel, no, it was a sunny day, so Beffle's I went to go. on Scrowman. I went to go lay out at the pool and Dean and Arne were there. And I told them both. I said, I just want to apologize right now ahead of time. I'm about to take my shirt off.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: wow. Wow. So, so Jerry, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I know you were, uh, you've been busy the last several days. You doing well, my friend? Oh
0: yeah. Doing good. Just my clock is off. Cause at home, you know, I get up at seven to get Annabelle up for school and then So I'm in bed by 10 o'clock at night and here it's, you know, it's late night. So I get a little thrown off, but that's okay.
2: We were talking to Eric. um, And this is a question I think would be really interesting. And you're very insightful when it comes to just the way you look at things as it pertains, not only to wrestling, but I think life in general, Eric, would you ever be open to a position in a creative role where you would be kind of, being able to help structure the way you would like to see a show go, would that ever be something that would interest you? Or would you say once I'm done within the ring, I'm riding off into the sunset?
6: No, I mean like that's only going to be fun, but like to me, I still have so much I want to do creatively, you know, with myself. So like, to me, it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very good people person. Like I can deal with people, but that's a very stressful thing in certain companies to to, to try to handle. Uh, So I don't know if that's something I'd want to jump into enough. Uh, But uh, yeah, man.
2: Would you, uh, gosh, I'm trying to keep a straight face here. I'm looking at, I'm looking at six different squares here and trying to keep my composure. Would, uh, would you ever consider training people? Um, obviously once again, let's, let's, let's put this down the road after you have fulfilled everything you wanted to do as a performer, would you be open to a training school? Yes, no, or eh, not my cup of tea.
6: Um, I actually went to, uh, trying to think of whose school it was. I know Jay lethal and the guy, um, who was in Ascension, Connor, Ryan, uh, they're doing a school out in the Tampa area, so I went out there and you know trained in the ring a little bit and got to work out with some of the kids. It's it's fun. I can see why why Ryan likes it so much. Uh, the training people, it's it's fun, but again, it's it's very time consuming, and I don't I don't know if I have the time and the patience for it. I have you know three kids at home and a dog. That's
7: <laughs> right. And and you
6: have to be the most patient man on earth, but. When It comes to
0: other people's kids, I just don't know if I have the patience. Plus, uh, would, would the wife put up with all that extra time you need in, to invest in a training school? You know,
6: oh, hell, hell no, she's exactly she, she, I'm, I'm gone enough for her to you know, <laughs> to right crap about, I don't need to worry about that.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, we were talking earlier with Eric about music, and he's big into music, and so is Mr. Lin. Uh, despite how it may appear on the screen right now, Jerry is very much a partier, a wild man, and a metal fanatic. Oh,
0: I'm going there, man. You're giving it, you know, <laughs> I've toned G- things down a bit. Oh,
3: uh, okay, that's
0: I, I put my poor wife through hell, and finally, I started calming down when I hit 50. So, behind so G- you. I'm probably the most <laughs> immature 57 year old you've ever met.
3: So. <laughs> You're my goals when I'm 50.
2: (laughs) Okay. Jerry, if Jerry and Eric Rowan were going to go to a concert together, Uh and obviously Brock Lesnar and Jerry Lynn have gone to a concert together, something I did not know about. But if you guys were going to go to a concert together,
0: where would you go and who would you want to see? Well, I, I can't say where. Because it depends on what venue would host it, but we would probably go see a Marth. You like
6: you like a Montamarth, Jim? I love them. Yes. Oh. Have you seen them before?
0: Yes. Which in uh, it was in Saint Paul at a place it used to be called Ryan's, and it became the Lab. And uh, and then I saw them also in Denver when I was out there for a indie show. I actually asked the promoter to put me on early, like right before intermission, because I. That there was this concert I wanted to go see
7: <laughs> you so, had tickets
0: yeah so oh, motor actually oh. put me on early and about four of us hopped in a car and went and saw monomarth and I think I'm trying to think uh Skeleton Witch was on right before him oh
6: that was awesome
0: so we when we got in Skeleton Witch was playing and I was just like wow and then when a Marth hit uh I, I ran to the mosh pit and I came back and the guys were like where were you I said oh I was in the pit
6: that's awesome no uh we uh we ran into those guys in uh we landed um we were in panama on a tour Mm -hmm. and we landed in costa rica and we literally ran into those guys at customs really yeah and so i was like talking to them and then same thing i said hey uh can we go on early it's like yeah yeah so me and like Two two of the other guys on the we we all went out to the show. Like it was great, stayed out real late. Like and then that became my thing, but none of the other guys ever wanted to go with me. Really? <laughs> well, like uh I used to go with Victor and then uh I think I talked golf and to go into a couple like shows. Yeah. But like uh I ended up just going by myself to like shows. Like I'd find out I'd be, like, Can I go early, please? And let me go early. I'd oh it, bag, so like a production guy yeah i go out to the town just go to a concert yes you know, good oh, times
0: you and i would have been perfect travel partners then even the- in uh i think it was in houston when i was with wwf during wrestlemania 17 you know and everywhere i went i would grab a, the local paper and look what concert for local music was playing so when I was there, I I think it was a place called the Boiler Room in Houston, and I went and saw
6: goat horn Immolation there
0: alone. You know, I just went alone without anyone.
6: One of my favorite concerts I went to was uh, in Helsinki, Finland. There was a remember the band Winter Sun. Yes. Well, they played uh, their their first album, front to back, and they're from Helsinki, so it was like a special show.
0: Oh, I bet.
6: Yeah, it's... so like I I went there ended up going out to a a karaoke bar after singing like it was so much fun
0: i have never got to go see a metal concert in another country
6: it's an experience
0: well yeah over in europe uh extreme metal is part of the like top 40 over there isn't it
6: oh yeah like every night you're on tour you could always find a place to go
0: yeah a lot of the
6: show oh yeah
0: I think a lot of the metal bands from the States even have better careers overseas.
6: Oh, that's true.
4: David Hasselhoff career got better when he went to Germany. This he
7: is sure true. Did.
6: This is
0: true. What was his big um, I'm looking for... <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is Jerry Lynn on Cut Kids. He's oh, in the hotel goodness. room, shirtless, singing the oldies. Man. Singing David Hasselhoff. Don't hassle the half. Come on.
6: I'm just waiting for you to eat that hamburger in bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, it will be cut in half.
2: Not funny. Not even. Not <laughs> oh, even remotely, Jerry. God, Jerry. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Eric on this one. Eric, you go to a Red Robin. You fill in the blank. Fuddruckers, if that even still exists. I'm showing my age. Uh, you get a big burger, right? You just you take the toothpick out. And you grab that some bitch and you just bite it, right?
6: So I had a vice early on, on the road where I would always have Wendy's and I would always get like a, a triple, like, and I don't know how many shirts I went through. Like, See? Just oh, just oh to eat and drive at the same time. <laughs> I wish I would have cut it. I don't know what's wrong. Steve
0: with told you. Oh, oh right. when you're
6: driving, you don't have time to cut. You got to like just shove it in your mouth. And all the juices just go all over, like I mm-hmm. have a shirt ready to go.
0: That's why so, I cut my burger in half, so I don't make,
2: you know, I'm a big mess. So could one say or could one infer those who do not choose to cut their burger in half when given the opportunity and not driving might be kind of a slob? Because that's what I do, folks. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest with you. I grab that damn thing and I <laughs> shove it right in my mouth. I mean, I heard. (laughs) Oh, hey, that's how I got through summer camp. Okay. Oh no! I Band camp.
7: That was the year. That was the year after.
2: Okay. Um. Wow, I feel like we've gotten to know so much more about you, and so much of it was not necessarily wrestling related. A lot of it was your perspective on life, family, um, what's important to you, and I think a lot of listeners who are going to obviously hear this when it drops on Friday and those who are tuning in live right now are seeing a different side of you. Um, Do you think it surprises people when they see somebody uh, who looks so intimidating, but yet when you speak with them, it is a completely different story? Would most people think that you are that uh, introspective when it comes to, to comments and thoughts and feelings?
6: I mean, they should. I mean, the, the biggest, baddest looking guys I've ever met in my life are probably the biggest, nicest sweethearts I've ever met. You know? So, like, I, I don't know. That's just that's just me. Like, I, I think everyone judges a book by their cover and, like, thinks a certain way about somebody. And especially if you see somebody on TV for so many years and, like, they're playing, like, one character and you think that that's who they are. They, like, wrestling is, you know... An extension of yourself, but it's not who you are. Like, right? I don't, I don't walk around and say, "Hey, my name's Eric." You know, like, no, my name's <laughs> no. You know, I have I have other you know dreams and aspirations outside of wrestling. Like, this is not my life; it's my job. Right. And I I think it's I think it's funny because you like I'll go back to the whole thing about acting because and I say when you watch your show, like, and you see the guy who plays Daniel Larusso on TV, do you say, "Oh, Daniel Larusso"? If you see him in real life, or do you say? Um, hey, Mr. Macchio, like, nice to meet you. Like, wrestling's, I think, the only thing where you you, you mark out for the, the actual character and you think that that's who the person is.
0: I've had, is- when I still had the long hair and I'd be wearing a long sleeve metal shirt in a grocery store. One time I, I had a, a little boy go, Mommy, look at that man's hair. And he looked and she grabbed her child and pulled him closer.
7: (laughs) 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 Oh,
4: gosh. Goodness.
5: Well, Eric, I I got a kind of a fun question to sit there and ask you. Okay. Hot tub time machine. Okay. You can go back to any point in wrestling. Anytime. Take somebody out and, and assert yourself. Where are you going? Hmm. Any match, any era, any time,
2: where are you going? Wow.
5: And and no, you can't pick Jerry Lynn right now in his bed.
7: <laughs> no, you cannot.
5: That is I off would, oh limits.
7: God.
0: Oh my God. I'm not having a wrestling match here. Come on.
2: <laughs> Jerry does have a hot tub in his room in the shape of a heart, but we will oh, leave really? that. You, uh, you sent me
7: the
0: pick. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that was my honeymoon.
6: This is such a weird question, isn't it? Though, man, uh, shit, fuck. I'd want to take out Bruce and Brody and have a fucking match with him sometime. But
0: Ooh, so good call. That,
6: that 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 shit would never happen.
0: Or would that be here yeah. or in Japan. In
6: Japan, of course. Yes, running into the
0: crowd, and, and that yeah. would be for FMW, correct? No, wasn't he with uh, all, Japan? Oh. Yes, no, all
4: Japan?
2: No, no, no. I'm saying, would you do it in the promotion oh. of FMW? I was a big FMW
6: guy. So is is that all the exploding stuff? Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, no. We're not gonna touch on that topic right now, but uh yes, that is the promotion that uh explodes stuff. Yes I
6: remember I, I went through a stage once where I watched all those old videos of all those exploding matches. I remember watching those like the floating rings and the exploding mm-hmm. people jump into the water. Yeah, I remember watching that stuff. It's just it's like watching faces of death. You can watch
2: it once. <laughs> do you remember watching Nitro when they actually would put, uh, I forget, it was like Spring Break and oh, where were they from? Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to forget the place anyway. They put the Ooh. ring in a pool. Right. They put the, they
0: put the ring in a pool. Oh
6: yeah. And they would like do backdrops over into the pool. Yeah. And
0: then it explodes when they hit the water. I don't know much about explosions.
6: No, um, this, this was like the WCW, right?
0: This was WCW, oh, yeah. Oh,
2: the WCW
6: one, yeah.
0: When yeah, this were, is... This their, is
6: beach, their beach show, but it would be like in a hotel. And there'd <laughs> be a pool right next to it. And people take yes. it and grab some of the water.
0: Yeah. Or they did it in Club La Vila. Club La Vila. Said. Yep. Yes, Club La Vila.
4: I don't remember this at all.
2: Uh, well, you're not... Yeah, you can go back and watch it if you'd like. It's uh it's the same company that brought us to Shockmaster. So I will uh I will leave that at that. Um I thought that
0: was in uh, what the heck was it?
2: Panama City, I believe? Yes, Panama City. Uh we have used so much of your time and and I greatly appreciate that. I do want to ask you another quick question. I'm seeing behind you. I'm seeing uh, is that your man cave? Is that uh your man cave or just the family basement or what do we got here?
6: Uh, my office slash game room.
2: Yes. Is that Freddy Krueger on a pinball machine?
6: Yes. yes it is. I you are now my go. hero. My oh. hero. I love
2: Freddy Krueger. I love pinball.
6: Pinball machine. Got another pinball.
2: You. Oh, golly. Did you collect anything? Uh, I mean, obviously, when you were following wrestling as a fan, did you collect anything? Did you purchase anything are you a belt guy do you are guys allowed to keep belts i know i asked this question to jerry once you get a belt can you go back and say hey boss i want to take this out of my check i'd like to keep this can you do that
0: i don't think so
6: i I know the miz has every belt he's ever won
0: are you serious yeah i don't even have a belt
6: i never got any of the belts i got either so that's the miz it's it's what it is. I think some guys went to the right people and said, Please, I want this. But to me, like giving like letting my kid hold the belts, like that that was that's that's as cool as I'm gonna have. I took a picture of them holding it. Oh yeah. To me that's the cool moments. Oh Eric
0: yes. I'll, I'll tell you about when I won the Ring of Honor belt. I got home that from that loop and I took the belt out. I threw it on the couch and I walked in the bedroom. And as I was emptying out my dirty laundry, Annabelle when this, she was pretty little at the time, probably about four or five, something like that. And she took the belt and laid it on the living room floor. And she started walking back and forth across it going, look at my bridge. Look at my bridge. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was really tiny (laughs) <laughs> and I set her down on the floor, and I wrapped the belt around her, and I took a picture of her with it, and I sent it to Carrie, and I said, the real champ.
4: That's awesome. Nice.
0: Um, I, I just got messaged here.
2: <laughs> Do you have any good Otis stories? <laughs> Do you have any any stories of Otis? I'm getting these weird yeah, messages that are got, being sent got, to I me. Got,
6: i got a, I got a pretty funny – Story with Otis. Fantastic. Oh, great. So, we we did a match where it was New Day, me and Daniel uh, versus Otis and Tucker. So, the heavy machinery guys. And I think they were trying to discuss some sort of finish. And Etor, probably one of the strongest guys in WWE outside of like Cesaro, just naturally, just a beast. And so, E is like, I don't even know if I can pick you up. And he's talking about Otis, because Otis is so big. And Otis is like, and I said to Otis, I was like, have you ever been picked up in wrestling? He's like, no. I was like, you've never taken a, a body slam, anything? He's like, no. And, you know, Etor's got to hold the guy up like this. Like, Otis isn't jumping for him, nothing in the back. Oh, no. And it's just a <laughs> topple effect. <laughs> and the way those oh, no. ended up on the floor looking like 69 was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
7: oh,
1: that's no. Oh,
6: thing. no. Trying to see him get picked up by a grown man and him oh. go off his feet for the first time was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because holding the guy up like this is a very awkward, you know, place to hold a man. Like, the fireman's carry is probably the easiest way to hold, hold somebody. Right. <laughs> but holding somebody like this is probably the most awkward. Oh, man. I
4: had a good laugh. Good show. That's who, a funny
2: start. Who would you say is uh, one of the funniest people you've just been around? Like, you just laugh your ass off and have a really good time. Ooh. Anybody naturally just funny? Because I, I know I've asked Jerry and Mikey this question. Just naturally funny. Doesn't really have to try. It's just, God, it's so much fun being around this person.
6: Brody?
7: Well,
6: I mean... I can't. I can't think of any one person. Just because, like, my sense of humor is very dry. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think I'm the funniest guy in the room when I'm not. like, <laughs> so, like I, I, have a, I have a good time and laugh with everybody. But like, most people don't get my jokes when I think I'm being very funny. So maybe, maybe I can't answer this question as good about who I think is the funniest. Because I remember uh, I, I hung with Dolph a little bit and we'd do some shows together, and he does stand-up comedy, and i always say to him, hey, man, t- tell me a joke. Make me laugh, man. Make me laugh. You're, you're supposed to be a comedian. And, like, he would never tell me a fucking joke.
0: He wouldn't really make stop.
2: you laugh?
6: <laughs> he would never make me laugh.
0: Oh, no. I well, not a comic, then.
2: He's got to no. come up with something, right?
6: You can't put somebody on the spot, though, either.
0: You know who's hilarious that a lot of people don't realize or wouldn't believe it is Lance Storm. And he's got a very dry sense of humor, too. But, man, we traveled together for a couple of years, and he we had a lot of good laughs.
5: He's your personal babysitter.
0: Yes. Well, he tried.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you guys uh, – I'm just going to make this the comment. Wrestlers in general, do you guys ever, when you guys go to the gym and work out, if you have a, a crew that you ride with, hey, I'm heading to the gym at such and such hour in the morning – does anybody try to do, you know, outdo one another? It Just for fun, obviously not trying to be a dick or anything, but just was there anybody that you were like, my God, just naturally they are ridiculously strong in the gym?
6: For me, it'd be Biggie. Uh, me and Eto'er me and, me and used to ride, ride together a lot uh, before they started the New Day. And whenever we'd go to the gym together, I would like – I think I was like doing okay, like you know, benching, You know, I'd have three plates on, and I'd be like, Okay, I'm, I think I'm almost done. And then he'd come up, he'd be like, You done with this? I'm like, Yeah, you want me to take some weight off? He's like, No, I'll just leave it, just warm up with the you know, 315 on, like it's no problem. I'm like, I'm wow, That was
0: uh,
6: the WCW days,
0: I'd be in the gym with the Steiner brothers, Ming and Barbarian, Warlord, uh, Hawk. And they're warming up with military behind the neck presses with three plates aside. I'm just like, what is? This? <laughs> it was crazy.
2: Wow. It, Jerry, did you ever tell Eric your uh, your infamous Kirby Puckett story that you shared with us uh, a couple of months ago?
0: You make it. You're building it up too much. It wasn't a big deal. It was just Eric, a, a celebrity Eric, run-in. That's
7: all.
2: Uh no. Eric Jerry was uh, was was working out the gym. And uh Kirby Puckett realized he was in the gym with the whole effing show Jerry yeah, Lynn. Right. And he said he said, Jerry, the all-star game's coming up. I I need some help. That was so way- Jerry said, I'm gonna help you. Let me let me spot you on the bench. So Jerry, take right. the story from there.
0: Shut up. That was way before the ECW days. But you guys were both
2: at the hotel, right? And you guys were both working out.
0: No, this was at like one of them Northwest racquetball club gyms years ago. I don't know if it's still there. It was. I remember street. the
6: Northwest racquetball yeah. gym.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I had a membership there because I lived in Burnsville, right by the one in Burnsville, and not. so I was up working out, and all these people were by the the wide open entryway into that whole upper track and workout area with everyone's got pens and pads, and I'm like, what is going on? And so I'm just in the middle of a workout, I'm doing tricep pushdowns, and all of a sudden this guy comes over and starts spotting me to get a last couple in. And when I get done, he just starts chatting me up, and I realize it's Kirby Puckett. And we're just talking, you know, just normal stuff, you know, just for a few minutes, and then get back on working out, and I felt sorry for him, because everyone's waiting to mob him, you know? But...
2: Were they waiting to mob Kirby Puckett, or were they waiting
0: to mob the best hair ever, well, Jerry Lynn? Well, I just kind of waited for him to go to draw the crowd so they wouldn't bother me.
7: <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. Well, I tell you what, Eric, we have had a blast, and we have taken up so much of your time, but we are very, very grateful that you have... Uh, Cut out a portion of your evening to join us. Um,
6: you didn't even let me uh, try to try to up, one up, Mister Mister Lynn.
2: I want to hear he it. His, he oh, oh, uh, celebrity hey!
6: Celebrity story.
2: I'm gonna go in the bathroom maybe stall maybe right I now.
6: Had, maybe I had like this this great thing in my head where uh, you know I was I was doing rehab in Minneapolis, and um, the rehab place I was I was doing it at was uh, where the Timberwolves train. And I'm walking in one day and this guy's looking at me with a nice suit on, old, strange look on his head, like eyes wide open, like just smiling, and just waving. And I kind of just kind of wave, but just walk away. And then as I'm walking away, I'm like, oh, fuck, that was Gary Busey. The Point break is one of my favorite movies. I was like, what? Oh, shit. I, I ruined it. I'm like, I need to go say hi to him. But I already <laughs> shut the door. And I was like, Never mind.
7: All right,
2: all right. I
0: got another one for you, Eric. Wow, gotta love Gary Busey stories, Eric. That that that
7: was good. I want to
3: hear Jerry's
6: other story.
0: Okay, I don't know who's. I can't remember which promoter set it up, but after one of the women's NBA games at the Target Center, we were going to have like I think it was like three three wrestling matches, something like that. So they had the ring set up on a platform. They would just wheel out onto the basketball court when the game was done. So we're in the back in the parking ramp, getting ready to go. We're all in our gear and stuff. And KG pulls up because they had a, I'm sure they had their own workout facility, but there also was a lifetime fitness and target center. Yeah. So he pulls up in this, I don't know if it was a Lamborghini or what, but the car must have been $300,000 <clears> and gets out and he goes to work out. He's got a towel on his workout clothes on and stuff. So I thought I borrowed a dollar from someone. I got a dollar. And when he came back, I was going to rib him and run up and give him a dollar and say, thanks for bringing my car up. So So he comes back, done with his workout, and he's heading to his car. And I go running over there, and some idiot security stops me. And KG was cool, though. He says, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. And he, he sat there and talked to me a while because he saw me in my gear, you know, in my tights and no shirt. He was asking, so what's going on? I told him what was going on and stuff. So he was really cool. He got, you know, that he was interested and chatted up chatted me up for a few minutes. But man, that security guy pissed me off. He ruined my rib.
6: He you ruined your rib then not he's like come on over being nice about it yeah yeah like
0: oh okay i gotta talk to you now uh, <laughs> uh. wow. so, uh, who knows maybe he saved me maybe kg wouldn't have been so cool about the rib you know <laughs> maybe not
6: yeah no but thanks for having me guys
2: no it, it. hey the pleasure's all ours thank you so much for for coordinating and making this happen um is there any chance that we could uh we could bend your arm to come back again and, and talk wrestling with us?
6: Uh maybe. If uh, <laughs> if, if, if Jerry what? actually wears his shirt so it's not so awkward. Is that a deal breaker? <laughs> oh no. Yeah.
2: We just get that really a lot, Eric.
0: Customized. How about yeah. if it's right after a workout and I still have a pump? <laughs> I'll put Didn't some you know
7: oil on.
2: God. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but if everybody's really quiet, you can hear Pat Benatar in the background from Jerry's room.
0: Oh, really? What song? Any of them? I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm the biggest yeah, Pat yeah. Benatar fan there is. Heartbreaker, Dream Maker.
2: <laughs> I do, I do, I do want to mention this to all of our uh, listeners out there who are big metal fans as well. A band, and Eric, I just wanted to mention this to you. It is Siege Lord. Um, I'm not sure if you've been familiar with them. They are from Cincinnati. Uh, good friends of ours, they are death metal as well. Um, they have a couple albums that are out. So whenever I get a chance to promote them and let people know about them, you can find them, uh, I believe, over at Bandcamp. You can find them um, on Facebook. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram. But definitely check them out. Siege Lord, their gimmick is something to be seen. It is uh, it is a very, very unique uh, Display and performance.
0: So All right, Does one of their guys play the flute? You said something about the band camp.
4: The spin flute?
0: I don't think the... F- oh, jeez.
4: Like
2: why? Sorry. Why? I got Sorry. people that are going to hear this and they're going to say, Hey, man, thanks for the plug. By the way, what's with the poll comment? Yeah, thanks a lot. Um. But, uh, guys, please follow, uh, please follow Eric over on... Twitter you can follow him at eric redbeard that's e r i c k r e d b e a r d um is there any other places people could follow you at as well any instagrams or anything like that
6: instagram handle. I mean it's weird like yeah follow me like I, I i don't like social media i don't me neither
0: hate it it's
6: it's 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 just a, a weird necessity to show you're doing things i guess like for business it's it's just odd like i don't know
0: well when you have a family and kids you just don't have time for it
6: pretty much and then you're like oh i gotta probably post something and then it's like all right here let me take a picture Okay, okay, I got, I got Jerry in
7: there. <laughs> okay. Do you
2: have an account over at Pro Wrestling Tees? Uh, where can people maybe go and buy some merch?
6: I mean, I have an account there. The shirts are are not worth it. Don't get them.
4: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Jesus!
6: Check it out at Pro Wrestling Tees at Eric Redbeard Shop he's <laughs> been right the that's whole my, time that's my, that's my reverse psychology plug to, to buy some merch how's that the,
2: the way you plugged that was literally identical to the way jerry and mikey and both follow my i try so hard to smile and plug it so yes by all means support eric uh social media like it follow it uh tweet at him buy his merchandise incredible individual we wish nothing but the best for him and um you and your family, please stay healthy during this pandemic, and we will definitely talk to you down the road, my friend.
6: All right, neuter and spay your pets. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: All
2: right. We'll <laughs> talk to you soon, man.
6: All right, nice to see, Eric. See you. Nice to see
2: you
5: too. Yep. Take
2: care. Bye. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. That was pretty on. awesome. We we got we got Eric and we got Jerry. Yeah. So
3: two two huge Jerry this week
2: like Mikey last week, Jerry this week. I tell you what, they're, they're making cameos.
3: I'll accept it. I'll fucking accept it even if it's just one-off run-ins. Hey, they're popping in or getting, you know, us See. to interact and keep the show rolling while getting regular parts of FRM. Hey, fuck it. I'm f- way more than all about this. I really am. Yes. As
0: Fortunately, well- I was supposed to have a meeting about this time tonight at the building, but it got canceled. So Is that good or bad? That was I don't know. Either way you look at it.
7: Yeah, it's fun. just
2: it's just a rescheduling thing. They'll they'll find Jerry at the uh the pancake brunch tomorrow and they'll talk yeah. to him some.
7: <laughs> but, yeah.
2: but Jerry, thank you so much for for swinging by here. Awesome job by the way this past weekend. All jokes aside, it was a lot of fun.
3: So,
5: job
2: well the, done. I'm giving you the Mick Foley things. thumbs up.
3: If anyone really expected anything else out of the fucking exploding barbar wire bar death match, the, even me, being the youngest fan not related to the show, etc., I was talking to my buddy in California who got back into wrestling who ordered it. I go, bring on the fuckery, bring on the hokiness. No matter what you expect, I promise you, I've seen enough of these, bring on the fuckery and bring on the hokiness. I love Moxley's comment at the end about, goddamn, you know, Kenny's a five-star wrestler, etc., but he can't build a fucking exploding ring worth a fuck. You know, I love that they're rolling with that in a story because, like like Tony said, short of us actually blowing up and fucking killing people, what the fuck did you expect here? So, I I love it. I fucking love every bit of it. I'm more than okay with it. Jerry, I am I hope you had something to fucking do with this. I don't know what you coached, agented during the show, but the bits of the highlights I got to watch on YouTube and the results I read online, this has been the best show y'all have put on. I fucking yes. love it. I fucking love the shit out of it. I love that I get 20-year lapsed wrestling fans who were like, oh, I'll watch old wrestling with you, but I don't like new shit. I love that thanks to y'all, I can bring back friends into wrestling who are, retired you know high school football champions in the state of california who are now when it was like covid's over i want to go to wrestling school so thank you aew for just bringing my friends closer together if nothing else yeah that match was
1: awesome
0: that match i I have seen i have watched a lot of you know over the years i watched a lot of those exploding death matches and stuff and i've I've been on enough shows i've been on you know i used to work for ian rotten i've been on enough death match tournament shows mind you i was the only normal match on the show yeah, it, is too. It, it is the best exploding barbed wire match i have ever seen I agree. I agree those guys killed it they they busted their butts not a
2: thing I, it was
3: I,
0: it was a work of art
2: and those guys left it all out there they sure did and it was great
3: I yeah, also so. love the Eddie coming out part. I love where the story can go with that. I love the fact that Sammy Callahan's an Impact and has a fucking, you know, history with Moxley. I love all that avenues this can go. Again, right. like Eric was talking about, you know, the decline of, you know, wrestling impact, you know, feedback because of Twitter. Well, I've always been a wrestling nerd. I found dart sheets when I was in middle school.
0: My pleasure. I'm, I'm just very fortunate to, and I'm grateful to have this job. So I'm glad I, you're there. Jerry, we always will support you,
2: and it is so awesome to see you. I know it is way past your bedtime, and you're probably wanting to try to get some rest here. Um, I, I can tell you haven't put on the cream yet. Uh, I know you need to do that. Uh, as a friend, I'm just going to – just a little bit under here, a little bit under here.
0: Oh, I save that for before I go to work to help them bags under the ice. Oh,
2: oh well, then even better. Crack out the yep. cucumbers before you lay your head down tonight,
0: okay? There you go. <laughs> All right, we, we love you,
2: Jerry. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. Okay, buddy. All Take right, your, bye. We'll see ya. I do not know if I am live, but hopefully I am, guys. I do apologize here. There seemed to have been a little bit of a glitch. Hopefully, you're still sticking with us here. Uh, let me bring the guys back in here to uh, to chat about a couple other things that we have been wanting to do. Yeah, I know. I, I God, I wish I could say it was me, but it wasn't. It was. Uh, I'm going to blame it on Jerry Lynn this time. So don't go anywhere. We are going to get this fixed. So stay tuned. We're going to play this. and We'll be right back.
1: I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. Too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan, New York, and Japan. Take it. And I'm too sexy for your party. Too sexy for your party? No way. I am disco dancing. I'm a model. You
5: know what I mean. And I do my little
3: From continuing to use a dead relative's chair, as well as going unclothed and mooching for merchandise from other podcasts and superstars. Please donate what you can at frmpod at gmail.com.
2: okay we are back thank you so much for uh, rejoining the live feed I do apologize for the uh, the issue here here I am frantically trying to pick up the Jerry Lynn issue here I think I have everyone back let me bring the crew back in bring an Anton
7: it, Jerry Lynn
3: yeah
2: Jerry, it, Jerry ended the whole show the whole effing show ended, ended our whole show, show. <laughs> All right, I think I got everybody back here on the live feed. Like I said before, thank you guys for sticking with us here. Uh, if you were watching before, and if you know anyone who is joining the show as well, please let them know on social media. Tweet, tweet right now, everyone who who hey. can hear my voice. Tweet to go to
3: Twitch. No, Travis, no, we did not drop the ball bigger than AEW did again. Go we've, to Twitch. Seen a fucking FMW exploding barbar death match. They never fucking end the way anyone expects them to. I'm younger than everyone, and I knew this. Like I said, bring on the fuckery. Bring on the hokey shit. It's gonna fucking happen. It is what it is.
2: <laughs> All right, let's 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 get into some things that have happened so far in wrestling. I want to start off with the RIT here. Uh, did you get a chance to see AEW Revolution? And what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view as a whole?
5: On the whole, I think that from beginning to end... It just got better. Uh, they went and did storylines. They, they finished up, you know, some storylines. And they opened doors for new ones. Uh, me, personally, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And it just keeps getting better with the, when is Jericho finally turning face? Yes. And it seems like so, so soon. Because you cannot have a heel being yelling and screaming and then the, the crowd's super into you singing the whole entire song like i just can't wait for mjf to finally kick out jericho take over the inner circle and uh just wow i i, I think i'd rather have jerry with the uh with the nipple tease yeah that's yeah, kind yeah. of blowing more, my more, mind
2: we have ourselves yet, I what believe, another, I know, this is another run-in situation. Not really sure exactly what's happening, kids, but it. please,
3: please
2: stand it. by. This, this might possibly be one of our best episodes ever. Um, let me throw it over to our good friend up there who hunts moose and drinks whiskey. He's in Canada. Uh, what was your take on the show itself? What was your take on that, Christopher?
4: I didn't see the whole revolution show. I've seen probably the first half of it. Not an educated opinion anyhow. So up on what I've seen was top-notch, right? But I, I can't form a great opinion because I just didn't see it all, unfortunately.
2: No, and that's, that's a fair assumption here. Um, I did get the ability. Uh, to check out the pay-per-view. I thought it was a great show. I really, really liked certain things. Let's start off uh, kind of going over here. The first match that uh, was the Young Bucks in the Inner Circle, and I think our good friend, man, look at the writ. The writ just has this angry look on his face. Do you need a hug? You look, you look, either you're angry or you're tired. Obviously, this guy who keeps jumping in is angry. I don't know what his issue is. But did you, what did you think about the Inner Circle versus Young Bucks match?
5: Uh, I thought it was great storytelling from beginning to end, and the way they the, the way they finished the match with well, the Jer- Jericho took the pin, right? Yes, and and then that led into you know the the interview a little bit later on, <laughs> and it was just it was fantastic, and I did notice when the uh, there was some phenomenal super kicks. There was no uh, thigh slapping like in other places. Yes, the,
2: the, the thigh slap is going to be a topic of discussion here. Um, we'll bring that I, up. Think, I think the match itself went really well. I was surprised that they did not give it to the inner circle, to be honest with you, because there is so much that they can do right now with Jericho and MJF and, and what the dynamic is going to be. The Young Bucks are going to have plenty of title reigns uh, as the years go on. This interests me a lot. What's going to happen between them? And we're just going to have to obviously wait and see how things play out. Um, I, I have to address the the, the the elephant, the pink elephant in the room. Mikey, Joining us right now is Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, Mikey, can you hear us?
3: <laughs> Great. Oh, no.
5: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my. Mikey, I hate to say it. Wow. But it's- this wow!
3: Is a balls that is Captain Imaginary Balls.
5: Wow! Now that's
2: that's what we call artistic expression, right there. Nothing like a cutie, two cuties, in a real ripe banana.
3: I do have two cents on this. While I didn't watch the show, like I said, I regularly watched res, you know read results, and I was keeping up with Freeland's tab through fucking Twitter because his notifications go to my phone as I was waking up and starting my day before work. You I are actually, a smart man. Oh yeah. Like, that's that's how I keep up with things. Even though I had to go to work at Walmart on Sunday night and I couldn't watch the pay-per-view, I'm still regularly refreshing, you know, WrestleView.com and other websites. Cheap plug, because that's where I get my dirt sheet news from. Not Dave Meltzer, but other places on the internet. And, uh... So I was steadily keeping up and asking my buddy in California who ordered the pay-per-view. I was like, "What, you know, what's your opinion? What's your feedback? You know, Come on, me and him don't see eye-to-eye on everything. Like, he wanted Omega to win. I wanted Moxley to win. We agreed to disagree. Shit like that. We both agreed that the Young Bucks were probably going to go over that by having MJF and Jericho continue to have an issue, slowly the inner circle breakup and they're all going to go singles i'm excited for that i'm excited for jericho to be a legend and be a face i think he's slowly going to tradition to broadcasting color commentary i really do i think eventually it'll be him and excalibur as opposed to excalibur tony and jr personal two cents i really see that happening but I just like the minute details in the story. I like seeing it transfer forward and etc. cetera. Even, this is one of the shows I have been most excited for. Even the things on the card where I was like, eh, I don't really care about the cinematic match other than Darby and Sting. Like, Darby is what had my interest there. Other than things like that in the women's title tournament match, even those things that I'm like, eh, I don't give a shit. Or the Sonic ring above the ring and Mikey's tweet about that. This is the pay-per-view I've been most excited for as a 27-year-old adult in my entire lifetime as a fan who really knows, you know, what's going on, etc. Yeah, yeah, Mikey. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, so, I, I, I I tell you what, let's let's do this here I want for a second.
3: Sense. I want his two cents.
2: We will definitely get back uh, to more of the conversation about the show itself. But let's also not forget yeah. that it is the, and it's been all over social media, the 25th anniversary Mikey's of Foley Whipwreck.
3: What about Mikey's tweet about that, like an hour into our show here, his uh, two cents was actually, I had a hard time not bringing it up. I didn't want to interrupt Mr. Rowan, but his two cents was actually super amusing. Mm-hmm. Like, did anyone else see his tweet? This says, this was the ma- uh, match of first, first time in mankind's boots, first time mandible claw. First time that Leonard Colin Allen was used in a match. And first and only time I threw up before a match because I was so nervous. I wanted Mick to be happy with the match and I didn't want to let him down.
2: Mike. Well put. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to the yeah. man himself. It's a 20th, 25th anniversary of that uh, classic match right there. Uh, Mick Foley's last match in ECW. He chose to have it with you. What are your thoughts looking back now on that match and mixed comments on social media and where you think that stands in the history of wrestling.
4: Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Speaking, speaking for myself, um, that was a lot of fun to watch for many reasons. Uh, we knew that, um, no, Mike, Mikey was, Mikey was, uh, Mikey was the underdog guy, and I I always continue to to compare him to Rudy. But yet to see him in that match with Mick, I thought it was a lot of fun to see, and I thought it was really cool, the ending of it. And if somebody can pull up the comment that Mick made. um, Did you read Mick's comment, or that was Mikey's comment?
3: That was Mikey's comment.
2: That was Mikey's comment. Somebody should pull up on social media what Mick had to say today. Be very somebody unwrapping a greasy cup or something? A what? A greasy cup? Something? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't even know what that is, my friend, but I tell you what.
3: Mick said there will always be debates about the best entrance in pro wrestling, but this is the best exit in pro wrestling history. Cactus Jack strutting out of the ECW arena with the Blue Mini and BWO Stevie. It happened 25 years ago today.
2: Jersey Devil goes ahead and puts a great comment here. Let's go ahead and pull this on the screen. You can tell your grandkids that you had Cactus Jack's last match in ECW, but I'll be damned if you'll tell them that you beat him. That is one of the most classic lines that I remember when Mick grabbed the mic before it started, and I'd love to get Mikey's take on that. Was that something impromptu? Was that something that just kind of organically happened, or did you guys talk about any of that?
1: He was always impromptu. He was I mean, a, a call-it-in-the-ring type of guy. Well, he called some stuff, but he was very easy. He didn't have to remember a whole lot. Um, his promos would have an idea where he was going with it, and then we just blurted it out. I mean, he was just amazing.
2: How do you feel personally? I know you're, you're a very private person when it comes to, you know, yourself, as far as your wrestling career. You don't brag about yourself. You're not one of those people. But how do you feel when... The wrestling world collectively addresses something like this. You have to feel proud about that. You really do. Well, it was just cactus. Well, there's a lot of people. people I know you
3: love cactus. Jesus Christ,
2: here I am trying to be a good fucking host. A lot of people also chimes in here. Just bury me. You know, I'm going to go to a bathroom stall and bend over.
7: Mm
3: -hmm. Ethernet cable and a screwdriver?
2: That's a little much. That's a little much, even for Uh you, my friend.
1: He prefers the ball, peen, hammer.
3: Oh, shit. Damn.
2: Claw end. First. Yes. So, oh, so let's be serious here for a second here, Mikey. So, are you surprised that that still gets talked about?
1: Um, yes, because I don't really seem to get talked about much anywhere. Motherfucker, you've been in a
3: video game. You, have you know, let people you consider legends acknowledge you. Like and while we know you're like, eh, you're very you know modest about a lot of these things. You gotta fucking love that because you truly are modest about these things. You're like, eh. But I mean, other we people legends in the business, <sighs> people who are considered legends in the business, love moments involving you. That's that's gotta make you feel good.
2: And we it's finally cool. got to hear. Yeah, we fi- we finally got to hear the infamous uh, blood squirting story with the eight and a half by eleven piece of flash paper. Yeah, I. I think that was amazing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, look, I'm just me, man. Like, I tell my wife all the time, like, when something happens and I get acknowledged or whatever, I, I tell my wife, I go, I don't understand this. I said, because if I was a wrestling fan, I hate me. Why I hate me anyway. Have the time, but I just I'd love I the know. shit out of you, dude. <laughs> why would
2: you? Why would you? If you're a wrestling fan, not be a fan of of that character.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it's me, and I. I... Well, so I, I get it, not it, lying,
3: liking liking the Rudy character, but like you know the satanic pyromaniac Mikey, Chris Farley, etc. Like that really is me as a real person in so many ways. I love that character because, like you said, it's you being a character but not being a character. Like, that's me as a real person in so many fucking ways besides I, the fact I'm 120 pounds. I, well, I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um.
7: <laughs>
1: well, I am.
3: I'm not gonna lie. Again, FRM ECW. Uh, I'm not going to bullshit the people who listen to this fucking show.
1: We, um... The, the devil, Mikey, is, honestly, it's not much of a stretch yeah. for my real personality. I believe that. Because there are nights I'll just go, I don't want to say I'm, like, yeah, bipolar okay. and I get manic, but I have severe mood swings. Mm-hmm. And w- when I'm up, and, I mean, forget it, like, all bets are off. Like, it's just, it's just, who fucking knows what type of insanity or what fucking weird things are going to pop in my head okay, that, right? that's either going to be said Or done.
3: That's how I feel when I step on a music stage.
1: We're keeping somebody up now.
3: Fuck them.
4: Don't be like that. I got up early today. So did I. I got up at 5 o'clock.
5: Me (laughs) too. Well, 5.30.
1: No yawning allowed.
4: Sorry. Please don't scold me.
1: (laughs) That's my scolding. I don't give a fuck, really. Well, Well, Mikey, usually we ask
5: you what the beverage of choice is. So what's the food of choice for the, uh, the day?
2: I could almost smell chocolate on his breath. Uh, <laughs> you would be correct. Peanut butter cups. Um,
3: nice.
2: I called Reese's Cup and his camera wasn't even on. That <laughs> is classic fat kid right
1: here. I knew the sounds of the paper that the company uses. I mean, it That's could have been a Hershey right. Kiss. It could have been a, like one of the, it's, it's Easter coming up. Could have been a foil wrapped egg, but no. Motherfucker knew it was a fucking Reese's peanut
5: butter cup. That's mm-hmm. right. And didn't the Reese's peanut butter cup win the candy in the
1: Halloween contest? Yes,
3: it did. Yes, it did.
1: See, mm-hmm. it's left over for Christmas. I probably should be eating it, but that's all right. It's my kids; they
2: won't know. Do you? Do you still have leftovers from the the Girl Scout thing from this year? Oh, motherfucker! Sorry, sorry, like, sorry.
1: I was free and fucking clear. You're giving a- <laughs> it was supposed to be the end because they could not do real cookie booths. They had mm-hmm. to have, uh, you know, virtual online sales um, and shit like that. But like on Monday, when I was preparing for the end of cookie season, when I was about to back, get back my hallway and my living room, um, my wife goes, "Guess what?" I go, "What?" She goes, um, "They extended cookie season." My God, like, oh, Christ! Which would which would have been okay on its own. Not only do they uh, extend cookie season, they can now have drive-through booths. What the fuck? Wow! So, look, I'm all for the the drive-through beer distributor that we have up here. That's fucking phenomenal. Right. I hit the little oh. button, the trunk pops, they load it up, I push it to closes, and I drive on my way. It's Excellent.
4: We need that.
1: Yeah, but this this cookie thing, because now my wife goes, okay. So the planned pickup I have on Friday night, I said, well, where the fuck is that? She goes, oh, it's a Dorney Park. I'm like, fucking half hour down the turnpike. I said, okay. And then, but she doesn't want to order too many cookies because it's only two weeks of the booth. And if the booth flop, she's going to have all these extra cookies. So then she says, but there's an unplanned pickup on Saturday at like seven in the fucking morning at Dorney park where you can pick up these cookies. And if you don't sell them, you can take them back. So the, the troop is not you know married to these fucking cookies if they don't sell.
3: So translation, Mikey had to make two trips.
1: Yeah. This is Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what I'm looking forward to. I love getting up at like six o'clock on a fucking Saturday to That's go get I fucking heard. cookies.
3: That's what I heard. Two trips for Mikey.
1: Well, hold on for
2: hold. that thought for one second, it's for Emelyn, right? It's for the girls. It's for the it's troop. It's not
1: even for Emily. Well, her, it's her for. The troop isn't doing it. So, my it's fucks for the given?
3: Mikey's getting into extra shit.
2: It's no for the kids. Giving.
1: My fucks have you. all fucked off because this is.
2: That's hey, fucking cookies. If Why Whitney not? Houston has ever taught us anything.
4: Be we careful in the bathtub. Yeah.
2: Ch- yeah. Wow. No oh, oh. <laughs> oh,
3: and, and decide to take a bath oh, yes, oh.
2: even oh. for Canada that's low holy I shit. shit I was just gonna say I believe the children are future but wow Okay,
3: there's no future for them have you not seen SLC Punk that's the sad thing about the future there's no future for the children
1: wow, the wow. Now. and isn't it fucking
3: glorious
7: Love
1: it.
3: Look, that shit's tattooed on my fucking arm like the fucking Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas shit. Only posers die, only posers fall in love. There's no future for the fucking children. If you've never seen SLC Punk with Matthew Lillard in it, I recommend you go watch it.
4: Never heard
2: of it. I watch a lot of Lifetime. It came out
3: like 98.
1: Yeah, I'm not
2: that... From the period of like 94 to like
1: 2004. Mikey, check out. I didn't know. I don't. Uh, you know, it was a blur. The, the guy, the guy, one time, a guy says to me, he goes, "Hey, I uh, saw a match with you in 1990, uh, or like 1999 or 2001." He says, "And you did this, this, and this." I said, "Oh," I said, "I don't remember that." He goes, "You don't remember that match?" I said, "I don't marry. I don't remember 2000." <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking thing's a blur. Wow! Wow! Well, I mean, you also
2: got to keep in consideration with as many times as you guys wrestled. I mean, town to town, hotel to hotel. You're gonna forget some shit after a while. That's so,
1: everything. fucks given.
3: No fucks given.
2: This None.
1: is even. This is. This. This. That's not even like no fucks. I just don't remember.
3: <laughs> Concept the same. Concepts the same.
1: I mean there are people um, I there are people I actually worked. Yeah. And I don't remember. It.
3: Does that okay. include that amazing fucking amazing red stunner that you gave him where he backflips out of it? Or was that the Jerry Powell driver? I've seen lots of cool shit on Twitter lately
1: involving y'all in Amazing Red. I don't know. I did one with Red where I caught him out of the four fifty. So, it, yeah, we worked on that over and over and over, and, over. We, and you know, we, we finally hit it. Never got to use it anywhere, but we
7: did it. Right. You, you perfected
1: it.
3: This was in a Twitter thing I saw from a TNA pay-per-view. The thing that I saw involving Jerry and Mikey, where he took an avalanche cradle pile driver and then did a front flip out of it, and then the thing involving you and catching him with a stunner. They were both from TNA, like early NWA TNA pay-per-views. I
1: don't think that was TNA. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. We're gonna need
2: visual evidence. This hold, on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, Hold on, hold on, we go. hold on. I'm gonna get fucking hot. <laughs> I was only in TNA once. One time I went. And then hold on, because and I, teem- I teamed with on. the Sandman against Julio De Niro and CM Punk. Hold I don't on. remember shit, but hold I on. remember that. Hold on, I don't ever argue unless I'm.
2: Uh oh, we well hold you on, hold on,
1: you're not even close. <laughs> Neither...
2: <laughs> you keep looking it up. cause we had Julio De Niro on the show if everybody riveting, realizes
1: riveting riveting
2: you can go back in our archives if you'd like to go ahead and check don't out do that, that show don't do that uh, let me get Literally your comments
1: and suffering from severe fucking insomnia mood swings and mental depression I suggest maybe you should listen to it maybe you listen to that episode you will fucking feel better about yourself and all your problems will be over you're like <laughs> man I'm, I'm doing alright God love you. Yeah. We've
2: missed you. We have missed you. Um, let me let me comment on something that we saw on social you
1: media. You, Antoine, huh? Antoine, you find it yet? Hold on. Yeah, that's I right. It so it. Get, get, that's right. Give a me, a a me the hold on. you to Hold on. I we'll talk a to a you lot. next week. You'll still be looking for it. Not that long. Buddy, I am telling you for a fact, I did not work with Red in TNA. I hold went on. one time to the tag match. Jeff Jarrett said, "Hey, Mike, Jeff Fun you coming back?" And I looked at him and said, "No."
4: And that's
2: that. Let let me as he is searching for that. Let me also make a comment here. I saw on social media you and your good friend, Big Daddy, Beardo, yes. went uh, and and got yourself a, a drink. How was it like going out, enjoying non COVID restrictions with a uh, a little adult beverage? Uh,
1: it was nice. It was it was nice. It was for his wife's birthday. Nice. Um, so it was. It was fun. You, know, it had, you had to wear the mask when you go to and from the table. Uh, but it was, it was nice. I got a giant. Uh, that beer was fucking huge. They said, oh, that, do you want the, the, the 12 ounce, the 24, the 32? And I'm thinking, ah, fuck, 32. Because I think 24 is like no big deal. She brought this fucking mug, and I'm like, holy fuck.
2: That was massive even in the picture. And I can only imagine what that was finishes. like. He did it was, not? It was very depressing, yeah. Oh. You got to get on him this week. Got to get you, on him for that.
4: You always get the 32-ounce beer if it's an option. You never pass on him. I don't think I've ever had one that big.
1: Like, yeah. I just keep, I just, yeah, I just, they just keep bringing, I just say, look, lady, I'm going to chug this thing, and about 30 seconds, it's going to be gone. Just keep bringing him over. Uh, <laughs> the 32-ounce <laughs> one, that, I mean, that, that lasted a couple of minutes. A couple of, jeez. Uh, a couple minutes. You find it yet? No, not yet. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> since we,
2: since we are, wow, since we are still on the, since we're still on the topic of drinks, I he do want me to mention.
1: Finger. Hey, Antoine, go fuck your ass. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> oh my God. Since we are on the topic of beverages, guys, I do want to let you know that I have continued to be in contact with our dear friends over at Buzzballs, and I yeah, will be doing do a lot having. I will be having a big announcement hopefully coming up next week on the show, along with yet another special guest who's reached out to me and said they would like to come on. So follow me on social media. I will give you the details. Hey, you know what, folks? Have I not delivered? Have I not delivered?
4: I've I've got about eight
1: people on every week.
2: I have delivered.
1: You find it yet at Lick.
2: Hold on, let's let's see what he says. Look
1: for all kinds of shit, he's yeah, still looking, looking through shit. You're not gonna find shit.
2: Not gonna find it. Well,
3: it's not my fault if people delete tweets that I retweeted. Well, can't you just Google it? I'm gonna try. Fuck it. You can you, you can, can, can Google find it. it. Find it,
1: please. Hey hey, party.
2: I have some other big announcements that are going to be coming up in the weeks to come. So please follow me on social media and uh, follow FRM Pod because. Things are happening, my friend. It's a—it's what we are calling a fluid situation. I like that fluid, yeah. Look okay. Nice. No, Look nope. like you had a
1: seizure. No, no, no sell my like shit,
2: everybody. No, yeah. sell my shit. I appreciate that. Everything I do for you, yeah. ECW fan actually came up with something. You ready? He found this, Anton. You ready? Yeah. Check out the it? screen.
3: <laughs> hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hold on. I'm wrong. I'm wrong.
7: Search results.
1: Zero. Hold on. Let me find I just here. know
3: that I've retweeted something about mate, uh, Mikey giving an amazing stunner to Red lately in which Red took an amazing fucking bump and I thought it was TNA. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So,
1: motherfucker, I, re- I, I, I I told you you were wrong. Hey, if and I'm you wrong, I'm wrong and proceeded I, just know that I to argue with an me. An amazing fucking
3: stunner involving you giving Red an amazing stunner recently. I've retweeted this in and TNA. Find it. I thought it was TNA. If it's not TNA, I'm wrong, and that's fine, but it's still an amazing stunner. I'm you know, okay it with a, being TNA wrong, backwards is an ant. So, I'm okay with being wrong. I just want to fucking find it. Uh, you
2: okay with
1: being wrong because I told Vince you Vince Russo, Russo Jr.
2: jumps in and says you're you're wrong. That's what he's that saying. Fine. <laughs> By the way, Vince Russo Jr., Liam Savage is going to join us again. He's going to be we're, we're working something out here. Hold on. I'm going to do a fucking search here. Hold on, oh, no. Oh, no. He's oh, I'm going to fucking find this thing. As they are looking this up, let's kind of get jump back in here, back and forth on our topics here. So, uh, the writ and, uh, and Moose Man, what are we thinking about the overall enjoyment of the pay per view itself uh,
5: based we'll upon find what you've read? Shit. But you want to hit it first?
4: Yeah. From what I've seen, it was solid. Uh, from what I've read, the rest of the event. Was even better. I need to look into trying to get that somehow, but I'd give it a, you know, from what I've seen, a solid B.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah.
4: That's fine. That's where I'd go with it.
2: We we already talked oh, about how much we enjoyed the. uh there
4: was a. It was there was a
1: bunch of cameramen at that show, bunch of cameramen. There's a bunch of pictures here of me and Red at TNA. Hold on. Oh no, no, no.
3: Okay, fine. Fuck you. <laughs> God,
1: this
2: is, I literally thought he was hey, going was to validate scared. him
1: for wrong. a second.
3: I'm annoyed though, because like I've seen this. You're annoyed. Yeah, I'm fucking annoyed. Why? I don't ever fucking like debate shit unless I'm like 99% sure that I'm fucking right. Otherwise, I'll go, "Hey, fucking I'm wrong." Like I have no problem being fucking wrong. Like I don't fucking care.
1: Well, apparently you did have a problem with being
7: wrong.
3: For cuz I think I'm fucking right. That's the only time I ever fucking have a fucking problem with it is when I'm like, "God damn it, I'm no one fucking right here."
2: Mikey, I want to bring I, I want to bring this topic on here as well. You said it uh, yourself mo-
3: in your answer. No
2: moondog murray joined us last week on the show uh great guy murray. very very nice yes he's lost a lot of weight he looks fantastic i tell you what maybe i should not attempt to be a pro wrestler but maybe i should just train with pro wrestlers go for it and i can just i can just help out maybe i should train with him go All for mean,
3: it i know you some good
2: knock yourself I out probably would now I I will say this I'm not sure if anybody listening has ever had these issues here but I am actually seeing the uh my, what are always they uh... get it up. Are you are you trying to make an assertion that it's my Willie that I'm well, having an well, issue with? <laughs>
1: he's making an assertion.
2: I walked into that one or I backed into it depending on how you enjoy things. Well, um no, I have an issue with my sciatic nerve. Anybody in the chat ever have any issues with your sciatic nerve? No, Mikey, never, sciatic never, issue? No? no, never. No, yeah.
1: So no, I, I mean, I know
2: you've had a lot of injuries, but sciatic specifically. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Sucks uh,
3: ass.
2: This is miserable. Uh, geez. Well, now he's trying to show us a video. Wow.
3: Well, that looks like TNA. I find it, but it's not TNA. So Mikey wins that part. Mikey does win that part. But yeah, just. So it's not, Anton
4: let it go, but let it go.
3: I fucking finally found it though. Like that's just, I'm fucking happy. I didn't, I finally I found didn't it. deny at it all. existed. I'm just telling so. you it wasn't TNA. Yeah, no, I believe, I,
2: I believe, believe so. that our good friend Jersey devil might have an answer to this question in three, two, one. Here it is.
3: Yes. Fucking thank you. So I just knew that I saw a really cool fucking Mikey and amazing red stunner. That's all I knew. I saw really so fuck it. at least someone has an actual date.
2: That yeah, was in PWF,
3: that. which I'm not
2: familiar with the promotion.
3: Neither am I. So.
2: Um, and pills were
4: fun.
3: Pills were fun. Okay. Yeah. Did Axel Rock love that promotion?
4: No.
2: no. <laughs> I would love to see some, uh, some footage from IWA Mid South. No I don't know if I can find that anywhere. That was the Your Bucket Pissers.
1: <laughs> god damn it you're a bunch of bucket pissers bucket pissers
3: Young taking out the bucket when it's two inches from the fucking top
1: oh yeah the young boys i forgot about they had that no one. bathroom but in case you're wondering and uh the boys had to pee in a bucket yeah so the you- a circle jerk it was Sorry a circle piss do you okay, let me
2: ask you this question. Would you feel comfortable okay, let's just hypothetically say it was a, it was a Gatorade jug, right? An orange Gatorade jug. Hold the jar of okay. the guy
1: next to you pointed to the bucket circle.
2: Would you would you Instead of use, circle pit <laughs> circle piss? <laughs> would you use the bucket the same time someone else was using the bucket, meaning you're exposed and your comrade next to you is exposed using The bucket at the same time, or is it one person at the bucket at a time? What is the the ratio here of Johnson's to bucket at a time?
3: Damn, you and your comments about execution, guys, but you want to bring this up? Why? No, I'm I'm just asking.
2: I I just don't know because a lot of athletes and sports and whatnot, they're all just kind of like, hey, whatever's whatever. I didn't know if wrestling had a specific etiquette like, hey, there's the piss bucket. Hey, Bob's over there now. Jimmy's next to go. And that's then actually, Malcolm.
1: It's Neil, it's Neil and Bob.
5: <laughs> Neil and Bob hey, Freeland, did, did you ever watch Ghostbusters and learn you never cross streams? Never,
2: never cross stream. the streams. No. This is true.
5: Yes, I. Yes, I am. I, I
2: am. a teacher. Uh, there's something I need to talk to all of you about, about me being a teacher. Um, that, that's that's yeah. fucking scary. No, just just something that um oh, yes. was brought to that was brought to my attention. I'll I'll talk to you about it off the air. That, wow!
1: That so you shouldn't kneel down in front of the children to whisper. <laughs> People get the wrong idea. Oh my!
2: I just need, I just need to take the steering wheel and, and make it Yui right. You now. You haven't
1: seen this motherfucker in a bathtub with chocolate with chocolate uh, uh, cookies.
2: That is quite enough. And I, I, I don't. don't I can't we wait have.
1: to release that one day.
2: We don't have it anymore. It's gone.
1: Oh, I have. It is. It is no it. longer in existence. Oh, I have it. I put effects on everything, and I rewound it and played it over and over again, <laughs> like the Jerry Lynn "I'm going to blow you" clip. Wait a minute! I never. But that was not that was
2: that wasn't a my comment. The 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 Jerry Lynn comment. That wasn't me. No, that was from the movie, the trailer. Correct, the trailer from the movie. Correct.
1: But there's a. I have a video of you in the bathtub, all soaked up. Tell them tell them people to buy Girl Scout cookies. I'm thinking. I mean, now hopefully it wasn't a hard sell, but you know it was. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. Creepy.
2: I know that um, that kind of that kind of follows seen, me around. Uh,
1: I have never seen a video disappear so fast in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in the bathtub Thanks. with my bubbles here comes the torpedo <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: fuck
2: thank you Vince Russo Jr. appreciate that god
3: damn it guys
2: um, what else was I going to say what else was I going to say so I think we can kind of table the uh the, oh shit the did paper you guys see view. that no no, any- no,
4: no, 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 did, did you guys see that? Don't do this.
1: But did you see that?
4: <laughs> no, but I'd like to. Did Don't you see do it? this. No, re- I,
1: come I, on. I, man, I come well, on. I didn't see it. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, a, a video of me and Red in TNA. I thought <laughs> one, but it wasn't it. <laughs>
3: not even Wow. Mad. I'm not even mad.
4: What the love fuck are you gonna be mad about? You are
1: off. Yeah, no, that's just I'm, it. When I'm not even I'm mad. Like, I'm like fucking. <laughs> like Unlike other people. Oh my god! Oh, fuck. No fuck giving
7: No, oh, I'm good.
1: I'm fine. I, I've never been better.
7: <laughs> <laughs> that fucking video. Show, <laughs> oh, the fuck. oh
5: wow! And this is why you have to watch the show live. You yep. do, yeah. Because you just audio don't. Does not do it justice.
3: I'm it does so not.
5: Audio
2: does not.
3: Weekly days off. This is. I'm so glad I have set days off to join this fucking fuckery.
2: This 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 is a fuckery. It is. A fuckery. I mean, I really can't. I can't I argue with that.
3: With my girlfriend watching For The sure. Adams Family downstairs every fucking day on our PlayStation, and then I wake up to fucking Uncle Fester every goddamn Tuesday.
1: Wow. Okay, watch this. <laughs>
2: Well, hold on, hold on. I'm doing yeah, dual screens Michael.
3: here. At least he's not Michael Chiklis.
1: Well, wow! Oh! <laughs> oh! Wow! Uncle Fester oh. does magic. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh!
7: oh man. God, I love Popeye's it.
1: He's gone.
2: Wow! There it is. Whoop! There it is, friends. Um.
1: Everybody said they fucking missed me. Well.
2: This is what we need. This is what we need. We need a shot in the arm right here. And that's our first That's Right Bubba in, what is it, been five weeks? Very that's nice. right,
1: Bubba. I'll tell you now, Brian Blair. You'll cut him out there with half my dick. I'll tell you now. You said to Mark. <laughs> work, work at the match with the Amazing Rouge. And he just started DNA. Rouge! I tell you, it's the greatest, greatest moment I ever have in my life. In DePotstown, Pennsylvania at the <laughs> BWF anniversary <laughs> <laughs> show. Oh my. Oh. Love it. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Antoine got kicked.
4: He did. Right, no
2: Did you? Hey, hey, Mikey, did, did you? Know, what? Did, <laughs> hey, how are you? Did you, uh, did you notice that? Okay. So, so we had Eric Rowan on and then Jerry came on to reminisce with Eric. Right. And, and then Eric says goodbye and leaves. And then Jerry then says goodbye and leaves. But you know what Jerry did? Oh, I know what Jerry did. Jerry ended the whole feed. He was done. He did. He was done. done. I was going to graciously just say, Hey, thanks, Jerry. We'll let you go. We'll talk to you later. And no, he ends the whole show. Yeah. Oops. but it's an frm style wouldn't have it any other way um vince russo jr tells us holy fuck mikey please come back every week only if for a short time we would hey we will take whatever
1: we can get friends that's what i told the ladies back in the day (laughs) i'm here for the good time not a long time not a long time that's right wow
2: um, we will go ahead and I'm sure we will resume the conversation. It's been real.
1: It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. <laughs> it's
2: been okay. That's new. Down the road, uh, about the pay-per-view itself. But I think overall, would you, would you all agree? Uh, and this goes out to RIT and, and Moose Man. We don't, we don't think that was a bad show whatsoever. I don't think that the, the, the pop at the end necessarily took anything away. Would you agree? No. church.
5: The, the show, you can't sit there and, and put the whole show overall as bad just because, you know. Yes, you one... can. Yes, you can.
2: It was a malfunction, and malfunctions happen. You know what I mean? But I think it was a good show. I think it was fun. I'm excited to see what happens next. Tomorrow's going to be a big night. By the way, something I was going to talk about that I didn't get around to just because things ran long Um, that's a first (laughs) (laughs) really quick what are your thoughts first go to Christopher what are your thoughts NXT moving to Tuesday nights probably
4: not a bad move for him less competition AEW AEW generally beats him so move to a different week get some more fans watching can't blame him
2: they were saying because NBC Sports is now being absolved uh, they are taking the programming that was going to air on that. And because they're owned by NBC Universal, USA Network, they're going to go ahead and they're going to convert hockey over to Tuesday nights. Hockey obviously gets better ratings than for wrestling. Therefore, they're going to hockey's on acquiesce. Wednesday. Or I'm sorry, on Wednesday nights, hockey. So they're going to bump them to the night before, which is Tuesday. So it's it's not waving the of I the white of flag.
1: you. I have no idea what's going on anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you yeah, see the so, pyro for Bobby Lashley yesterday? I did not. Hello, hello. You got a new entrance. It's it's actually pretty fucking cool. Is that a lot of pyro compared to Sunday? Yes.
7: Oh jeez. <laughs>
1: I, I I feel like
2: this is this is never gonna this is never gonna fully go away. But. Uh, what do we got coming up on the show with, uh, with the cult of Beardo? What, uh, what can we expect this week?
5: I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> uh, I,
2: well, that's a good one. So just
4: another week.
5: Yeah.
2: God, God love you guys. I'm trying to literally segue into different things. Uh, even Eric Rowan answered the question the same way Mikey did. I said, Eric, where can people get your merch? He goes, not, not probably wrestling teas. Don't go there. A smart man. He goes, they don't. It's, it's my my shirts are there, but they're not selling. You know, so. You know what? We should have known. But the Cult of Beardo is coming this week. Anything in particular you guys are going to talk about? Anything that we can start plugging right now?
5: Uh, I have no idea. Beardo and I have not really talked about it. I, I know we're going to do a new style on Cult of Beardo. Uh, we're going to do a new launch. Other than that, I have no idea. Okay. Very cool. And you guys will be on live Thursday night. We're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
4: it's. Well, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so flustered.
7: <laughs> oh, God.
5: I'm, uh, I'm just keeping it real. I, I have, you know, we, we haven't really talked too much because him and I have both been busy. So. Right
2: understandable um however uh if things are going to be going the way they should be um thursday night call to beardo check them out beardo and the writ follow them on social media at big daddy beardo and what is your handle writ
5: i couldn't tell you i think it's uh the underscore writ i'm thinking for two t's <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't
2: at myself i am not that good at hosting and it makes
5: me look even worse when I
2: try to ask questions. Oh, Christopher! Oh, Christopher no. Butt. Here it is.
5: Here it is. It's at yes. underscore the underscore writ. Oh, that Canadian internet's coming back now. <laughs> it's, that, it's that dial up again.
1: It's like an alligator Would in a I... death spiral.
2: Oh, I can't take it, guys. We have gone long tonight. And I can't often say that I do. However, we enjoy and appreciate you guys hanging with us here on another week of Front Row Material. Once again, we'd like to thank our special guest, Eric Rowan. Uh, please go over and follow him on social media. It's at Eric Redbeard. Um, we also want to thank Jerry Lynn for making a run in. And we also want to thank Mikey Whipreck for coming in again this week. And, Generating some laughs for us when we definitely, definitely needed it. Uh, you can find Jerry and Mikey merchandise over at Pro Wrestling Tees if you so desire. Fuck Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, like, fuck them
1: then. I'm eh? over it with the fucking coupon again. Like I'm over. It. Not fuck them, yeah. but fuck them.
2: Right. Not sexually. I mean, we're not in a committed relationship, so we probably shouldn't be like, you know, copulation with pro fuck wrestling.
1: Spreadshirt. Etsy... Whoa, no, 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 no. Hold on. Sp-
2: spreadshirt. I'm not rated. to pull the underpants down on uh, Spreadshirt. Spreadshirt, my friend, has all of your material merchandise. The rich here's my vouch for this. Here's,
1: here's my question about
2: Spreadshirt. Yes.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we can't get in it. God, stop. No, not now. Now's <laughs> so, not so the time. So <laughs> Now's not get get the time it. to save us. So, no. so therefore, the shirt that somebody bought, we no. have no idea they bought it. You'll never get paid. So if you want a front row material shirt where the profits are gonna fucking just went to fucking space somewhere for eternity, go for it. Well, hold
2: on a second. No, don't even give me that. Don't even give me that shirt thing yet. Where's Am I your wrong? Where, where's no, you're right, because it's somehow see, I got a bank account and a checking account. <laughs> and, my, and my money goes to my bank account, and I gotta put it into my checking account. No one's gonna get that gag. It's Kevin Hart. Um, no, we we have some glitches because we happen to set up an international account, and somehow we uh, we have some issues with the international account about getting our funds converted from Canadian to American dollars. And when that happens, the dollar fourteen that each one of us would get uh, actually gets jacked down to like sixty three cents. But um, but wait a second, Rit, you got a skull cap. Where is the skull
5: cap? up in my room. Isn't that where you're at right now? No, I actually, Hey, Mikey sit there and told me many, 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 many weeks ago to be professional. Mm-hmm. I got a new microphone. I went out and bought a computer desk. I'm, I'm, I'm downstairs in my, in my office. Nice. Well, Very done. good.
2: Well I appreciate done. that. But you, are you happy with the skullcap product itself?
5: Yeah. Yeah. i, I I love it. It fits, it fits snug. Uh, you know, the the mm. logo's fantastic. Is it iron-on? No, it's good. No. Well, you will, never let, that, you will never let that go. You no, will never let that
2: go. You I. You will never let that go. That's the first ever FRM shirt.
1: And he has got a Beardo shirt.
2: He's got a Beardo shirt. So where did you go to get that Beardo shirt?
5: Uh, I have a really, really good friend that makes uh, t-shirts. Beardo's got one, too.
1: <laughs> you cave favorite, son of a bitch. We're using these fucking ham and eggers to, to fucking make our shirts, You're ripping I us off. Can't. Right? You go. Oh, I got a really good guy who makes shirts. I Why can't. Thanks I for can't. sharing that information.
5: I pulled Beardo to, to let you know. Why can't you just tell me? That yeah, was, I was be, just that was before uh, we were in the three way, four way.
2: Oh, oh, that makes the conversation sound a whole lot better.
1: I'm still waiting t- for that t- wine from December. T- Whoa. It's gonna I'm be so, fucking vintage by the time I get it. I was well, about to say, I
2: thought you guys were supposed to meet the up wine's at Dick's.
5: for you, anyways. It's for Angel. You you got the 12 shots of liquor coming to you.
1: I didn't say the wine was for me. It's gonna benefit me in the end, but I
5: <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
2: oh my oh my but you guys are still supposed to have your lunch date. I gotta I what
1: somebody Oh, oh no lunch date. I gotta, gotta show you what somebody you sent me. <laughs>
2: Okay, what do we got here? What do we got? Undertaker no. wine. Who sent you Undertaker wine? Mark Calloway? Somebody. My wish.
1: And. And. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Older> <laughs> warrior wine.
7: Nice.
2: Hey, what, what are those action figures? What, what are those things? Go, walk back over there, there uh, my friend. What is that again? What's on the wall there or on the shelf? What do we got? We got the Funko Papos. Okay. We, we know you're a big Disney fan. I completely understand that. Very nice.
5: That castle's phenomenal. And, uh, it is. What
2: 3D, in the, the hell?
1: Puzzles. What the three, in the, the hell is that? That is, is fucking a- Tinkerbell. That's fucking some other broad. <laughs> oh back <laughs> it's another broad. There's a, a castle one back here. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
5: I got my my daughter one of those 3D puzzles of uh, Dumbo. Oh my goodness! She sat there and she had to go online to figure out how to how to put it together.
1: Nice. That's that's ashes. Ashes of
5: what?
1: My dog. Oh oh. That's that's my that's that's the peep that's my old dog, before non balls came into the picture.
2: Right.
4: Yeah.
1: Very nice. Fuck was I talking about? I don't
2: you were showing us your uh, your curio cabinet of your. It's a bookcase. Glass. Your 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 glass figures you've made. They're plastic. 3D oh, puzzles. they're plastic. Okay. Yeah, the puzzle.
1: You never yeah. seen a three D puzzle?
2: I've never seen a 3D puzzle before. They're cool. They're very aggravating, but they're cool. Where do you get them? Do you have to order them, or can you buy them in a yeah, store? Fucking Walmart.
5: Walmart. Oh, yeah, Amazon. The, the, they're not at the Valero, so. Really? Really? You know, after I,
2: I, all that, after I try to set you up a time and time again. Uh huh. Walmart.
1: I was, at Walmart. I was at Walmart last week. Look, I'm losing my voice. This is the most talking I've done in weeks. This is the most talk you've done. So. I was going through Walmart. I was looking for a video. You know, they have, like, the reduced videos. The big bin. Like two bucks? Like yeah. Two dots, two bucks. I was digging for a TNA episode with me versus Red. I couldn't fucking find
5: it. <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> oh, I guess they sold out. Or the match never happened. Nice. Indeed. All right. Well, guys, it looks like we are going to put a bow tie on this. Thank we Christ. Do- we do appreciate it uh this has been a super long episode but we are appreciative that you guys came along to join us on this crazy ride that we call front row material once again i'm going to take it to the close thank you to eric rowan who you can follow him on social media he is at eric Redbeard. please follow him by his merchandise follow him on instagram once again it's the same uh handle Follow Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whiprick. It's Jerry Lynn. You can follow Mikey Whiprick at Mikey Whiprick underscore. You can follow the writ at the underscore writ underscore. I guess it has two T's. I'm not even quite sure. Close enough. Uh, Follow. Where did Christopher go? I guess the AOL dial-up didn't work. We'll plug him as well. Um, Also, Moondog Murray. Awesome dude. We're going to bring him on again. Uh, Very, very fun. Positive guy. Please follow him as well. And, uh, that's gonna do it. But before we go, we did want to say we have a teaser for next week's episode. Uh, going to be another really cool guest coming on to join us. It'll be fun. Who is and it? And an update on Buzzballs. That's right, kids. There's an Who update is it? on Buzzballs. I can't really tell you. I mean, you gotta you gotta tune in next week and follow me on social media for the details. Let's rate Kip Sabian. I'm willing to rate anyone. I don't know how to do it. Can you rate it from your end? Uh,
1: are you in Twitch? Are you you're in the chat? I'm. Yes, I'm okay. manning the controls. Okay. Put in forward slash. Raid R A I D, into the public chat. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. So the word raid R A I D. Got it. So forward slash raid. A oh, forward slash raid. Yeah. Okay. Forward slash raid. Got it.
1: Space. Okay. The Kip Sabian. T H E K I P S A B I A N. You know, I really not appreciate it. his name. It's it's like six letters, six letters, six letters.
2: He's got a really good voice, too. Maybe that's just me. I really like it. I'm digging it. Your work is okay, but your voice what, you- now I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying he's got a cool accent. So I guess we're going to raid them. So I just hit the enter key and we're, we're, we're raiding them. I think so. Forward slash the word raid. I hit the space bar once and I spell the Kipsabian altogether and that's it. Let me see. Did you hit enter? No. Should I? Oh God, I can't hear anybody.
1: Oh God, it's doing the Jerry thing. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Did I do it right? I mean, that didn't work. An error occurred. uh, Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me go. Hold on. Let me do it through Twitch. God, for the, for the people
2: that are in this chat, God bless you for hanging in with this. My goodness. Make me a mod and I will. What's a mod? (laughs) You no, know no. what? I uh, I love the writ. I do. I love you like a brother. And <laughs> this episode has been fucking fantastic. Because you're so honest.
1: Well, <laughs> you're just so honest about it. I don't know what's going to happen this week. I haven't talked to my partner. Oh, shit. That's
5: beautiful. 20 minutes to nine, he sent me a message. Hey, you want to go on? My headset is not charged. <laughs> uh, my microphone is put away. <laughs> I had to I had to reset up my figures.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you tear down at the end of every broadcast?
5: No, I, I went and just got Jerry's back in the mail from him. Okay. It's so you good? Aut- okay. It's now autographed. Perfect. So I had that... And I have to put, keep him front and center next to uh, Kenny Omega to rub into you.
2: The AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the greatest wrestler on planet
5: Earth. I, I just picked up Chris Jericho.
2: You make me sick. Do you realize this? What And
5: White? Cody. And one of us even better. What? I'm glad you're sitting down. Mm-hmm. I got the whole, I got the whole series 3 coming. Who yeah.
2: hooked you up? Who hooked you up? Who was your who was your inside?
5: eBay. I know somebody I know somebody, I know somebody 180 bucks.
2: Is that with shipping?
5: <laughs> shipping at all? 180 but
2: how many action figures are in that 180? 6. six. So what's 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 180 divided by 6? 30. Not bad. You're paying 10 over retail. That's not bad. Yeah. Plus no shipping.
5: Plus no shipping. And, and I'm getting the young books, second. Didn't really care about them, but you got to have the set.
2: Shut your mouth. Don't even don't even give me that 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 jiggle of the head like you don't I don't have one. Goddamn action figure. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have one. Well, when's your birthday? March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Wow. I turned I I, know, and I'm I'm busting your I'm busting your balls. I know, I know. I'm just March 17th, St. Patrick's Day is when I uh is when I turned the big four oh. So
5: I still got one more
2: year. But see, you look younger than me. You look like you're young. Well, thanks. You do, you look good. Mikey's now disconnected as well. It looks (laughs) looks like his dial up wasn't working. God love everybody in this room.
5: Yeah, I'm actually getting ready. I'm still, I'm still trying to talk. Uh, hide my dick in the trade in his uh, one and only AEW action figure. He, For what? He he, uh, he wants Moxley, and he has one of those uh, limited edition one five hundred or one of a thousand MJFs. That's worth like three hundred bucks.
2: Shut your no. So you okay? So you're gonna try to trade him?
5: No, he he, Sh- he he's told me he was he was thinking about
2: doing it. He's gonna trade you. What are you gonna give him? A
5: uh John Moxley that he wants.
2: You're giving him a John Moxley and he's giving you an MJF.
5: Yeah. But his MJF's worth like twenty times the amount mine is. I can't. I can't
1: do this. TNA's TNA's coming out with new action figures. For Impact. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-pack, right? <laughs> it's it's a two-pack. Magical moments. Magical moments.
2: <laughs> Huh. Amazing Red, Mikey Whipera.
5: Mikey, I have to say, that fuchsia shirt looks phenomenal. A lot better than the shirt Jerry was wearing. Well, Jerry, Jerry was naked.
7: Weird. Absolutely naked. nothing.
5: He was in he bed, was- you know, listening to Lionel Richie.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Shirtless. And he kept rubbing his chest, looking at Freeland. I don't know he why. Did. He did. I'm not
2: lying to you. It's uh,
5: a little distracting. I thought one of the highlights of the
2: interview
1: with uh, with I think with between Eric, both your foreheads, you thought it was a boob. <laughs> <laughs> one of the highlights God, with Eric. Goddamn, this broadcast has hairy numbers. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Uh, the one thing Eric said that I thought was really funny was he was. We were talking about burgers, and Jerry said, "Yeah, I, uh, I of course cut mine in half," and Eric read with him he said you know when wrestling and you're coming back and forth you got to you got to try to grab food where you can i grabbed a a triple stack and he goes but when you bite into the whole thing it just gets everywhere it slips and slides then you got to have an extra shirt to wear so anyway on that note for jerry lynn for mikey whitbread for the writ for christian but for Anton Hide My Dick In, for our special guest, Eric Rowan. I am Mike Freeland. Guys, we will catch you next week. With more exciting antics and for home material. Until then, have a great night. Fuck off.